Hey there. I would like to begin the episode by thanking some nice people. People like John Ward, Stephanie Wheeler, Brandon Glauner, Alex Martin, and James Gunning. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked in some money and helped us out. They supported this show, the entire network, and uh, gosh, just made it all possible. You could be like them and get bonus content and a bunch of stuff by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Katana Zero, which is an action game developed by ASCIIsoft and published by Devolver Digital for the PC in 2019. Did you like that little bit of hickory I put on that Games Club podcast? Yeah. Like I, I kind of cracker barreled it a little bit. A little bit. Just making it feel it's appropriate for the theme. Yeah, just a couple good old boys podcasting for fun. Yeah. Um, that's us. That's me shooting my six shooters up in the air. Yeah, I normally filter um, those out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like to empty them out before the recording. <laughs> just, just, it's not it's tempting. It takes a long time. you got a lot of six shooters. Yeah. yeah, I go shoot them all into a toilet, and then I get ready to podcast <laughs> so I don't get too angry and shoot the, the audio in her face. <laughs> like Elvis. Um, yeah. Your old name. Uh this is executive produced by Cassie. Thank you very much, Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. Uh, and you may you heard this was published by Devolver Digital. Digital. Has there ever been a game that is more Devolver Digital than this? Nope. This is very. Is, uh, <laughs> this is this is right up their alley. <laughs> but this is the most Devolver Digital thing I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um. You play as a contract killer in this that the media calls the dragon, uh, kind of cutting your way through these missions for a mysterious client who's keeping secrets from you. Um, you are very specifically a ghost dog. Yes. In this. Um, you are an urban samurai. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the game plays uh, from side-scrolling, you know, side-scrolling samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, your primary way of killing enemies is using your katana, throwing objects, and deflecting bullets using your katana. Yes. Yeah. This is a uh, pretty fast pace. You can make it slow pace when you want to. Um, but mm-hmm. this is very much like a, uh, like a hotline Miami alike. Um, yeah. something that this, uh, brings over from Hotline Miami, which is kind of what we're talking about, your killing, uh, uh, your, your, your killing vocabulary, uh, is that there's a really brief cooldown between your slashes. This is, mm-hmm. this'll seem kind of minor, um, but it actually becomes really important when it gets to that time manipulation kind of thing. Uh, this is not kind of, that's not a game that where, where you're meant to be doing a lot of like hack and slashing, uh, kind of stuff. You need to be very precise with when you decide to hit. Yeah. Uh, specifically with deflections yes. does that become important um each level is broken down into individual screen screens uh each screen is segmented in different rooms 
and uh, the enemies do react to kind of gunfire. They run and help their comrades. Uh, there are ambushes that will be sprung. These are dy- dynamic mm-hmm. uh, rooms. Yes. Um, and the structure makes this very much like Hot Mahalla Miami. This is both a stated uh, influence and also incredibly obvious uh, influence. Yes. Uh, from kind of the rhythm of play where you're kind of meant to uh, churn through attempts very quickly uh, up to kind of the oblique, you know, Lynchian neo-noir kind of story. Yeah. Yeah. It ended up being a, kind of a major fulcrum on which I kind of had to decide how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of my journey with this was figuring out why I like Hotline Miami more, yeah, even though yeah. this is tighter. Um, this is, I mean, this is getting ahead, but I'm just going to do it anyway because mm-hmm. it's podcast. We talk during it. Um, I like this mm-hmm. game. It feels like I should like it way more than I do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I you know, and in, in no way was this a chore to play. And like I sat down and I was pulled forward by the story. I wish I was pulled forward, pulled forward by it more. I, I think that I think that this is, um, you know, uh, evolution versus revolution kind of thing. I think that mm-hmm. this is the, you know, this, the, this is an iteration um, on top of on top of something else. And I think that that's going to be kind of like necessarily a little bit less exciting. Uh, the kind of that 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 refining stage, and also you know, there's there, there's a little bit of a matter of like, it feels like this really kind of inverts the story to play ratio that Hotline Miami yeah, had. That's my really big thing with it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't actually care that it's an evolution. Like I'm I'm down for evolution. Yeah. Uh, in games, like I I will play. You give me that that Arkham combat and i'll just play a bunch of games that have it yeah yeah like, it works you know just throw another skin on there now he's spider-man now he's <laughs> middle earth who, who cares i will i will do that because that's that's evolution rather revolution and i'm fine with it yeah yeah uh, i don't think i've played a game before and this is going to sound a little bit more derisive than i wanted to mm-hmm. that is more in love with its own story yeah yeah like I, I had this intense sense that like the the people who wrote this story thought this was the coolest fucking thing that ever could be, mm-hmm. and there are parts of it that I think are cool. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the story feels revolutionary either, though. It also feels like it's dealing with a lot of tropes. Yeah, to me, like Ghost Dog by way of like Shadowrun BTLs, <laughs> uh, you know, but and the. Uh, it just ended up feeling tired to me. Like when I mm-hmm. wasn't engaging with the combat, I was pretty bored. Yeah. Um, there's, there's like a enforced slow pace to those sections. Yeah. And, and it is, uh, like you said, it is inverting, like as opposed to having these little story sections that are times to catch your breath, there are long story sections in which mm-hmm. you're meant to pay a lot of attention. Um, and I think that kind of biffs a lot of that, like Lynchian tone and stuff that's going for, like it, it, overplays that hand pretty hard yeah yeah like i ended up feeling pretty cool on the the narrative of this game yeah Um, additionally like each individual chapter is weird you're gonna notice like just sporadically in the middle of a in the middle of a uh, a chapter we're gonna get into like a very long kind of story section there is a rhythm to this you know where Mm -hmm. you know like every day begins in your psychiatrist's office, generally, and every day ends with you at home taking care of your little uh, TV tropes to call it a morality pet. <laughs> yeah, your, your moppet. Yeah, taking care of your moppet. Um, but there's there's an awful lot of like uh, like movie stuff 
that happens yeah. kind, 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 kind of in the in, in the in the middle there. Um, and what's weird is like, you know, it doesn't feel like they sacrificed detail and rigor and kind of like technical intricacy in the play like the actual stages when you're fighting are fine-tuned and good Mm -hmm. you know like this is this is a really really fun game to play so it's not like oh there's a conservation of resources where one necessarily you know took away from the other what you end up having is a game that's just kind of it's kind of got one bad foot and it's tripping over itself a little bit (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, while having one, you know, uh, just to throw, I think you should leave references onto it. Like, okay. the, the, you know, the baby could have won without the oral. I don't understand why the father had to do the oral. Uh, yeah, I think he could have won. That's why it's been so hard for me to talk about the oral uh-huh. um, or tell about the oral. Um, the, uh, it, it's just, it's, uh, and that bad, that foot, like the story stuff, it's not like there's nothing interesting happening oh, there. Yeah. It's just really like narcissistically written. Yeah. The the amount that everybody swears <laughs> and this ends up feeling so juvenile and like I don't know. I had a really hard time clocking the tone of it because there there are elements of it where it's funny mm-hmm. and it, it's it's very intentionally trying to be funny. And then there's elements where it's really intentionally trying to be cool. Yeah. And my eyes rolled so hard that I could see my brain. Like I could see <laughs> time. You know, I like an inside out eye. Like I, I just I I went full bloodborne on it because it was so teenager cool. Yeah. At points. And that's what happens when you get a stylish ghost dog you know urban samurai guy like there's just heaping amounts of teenager cool on this that i is gary repellent Mm -hmm. not only with the fact that like the dialogue is sloppy and sweary for no reason and there's way too much story yeah like it interrupts the play like ad nauseum Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so so it's 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 a frustrating thing because if this had a rhythm closer to a hotline Miami, I think I'd be really into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the hotline Miami cules in this are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the aesthetic is good. Um, the fact that it's high stakes, like you and enemies all die in one hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's fast and dangerous. I always prefer that over like an HP bloat, like mm-hmm. endurance game. Yeah, you know. Um, and you have a lot of defensive vocabulary, which you don't have in Hotline Miami. That is like a, a straight upgrade to this. Mm-hmm. Like you can uh, slash bullets out of the air to reflect them, and you have a dodge roll mm-hmm. um, to move through things. And both those things are really fun and satisfying to use. God, just slashing bullets out of the air never stops being cool. Like it's cool. I just I and, yeah. and like you, you can execute it so reliably that it can become that that it becomes necessarily part of your plan. For dealing with these encounters yeah. right and like i don't know a lot of the time like that like that kind of that kind of desperation move you know is something that just kind of like fires by accident to have that system be so tight and so well tuned and so supported by other systems and by the encounter design um it feels like they that they, they, they keep keep a hold of the ball when a lot of other games would have dropped it with that kind of system kind of putting a lot of the onus on you as the player to like execute it or not yeah, it's 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 a parry is what it is. Yeah, um, you know, like almost precisely, like mm-hmm. it requires the timing. You know, it, it's a parry as opposed to a block. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and and this this game owes a lot to kind of that philosophy. I'm not calling it souls like, mm-hmm. but that idea of a precision, you know, uh, counter. Yeah, um, you mostly use this. This is kind of the uh, the premier mechanic of this by sl- when you slow down time. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a recharging meter. We can slow things down. Um, this is going to allow you to get a much wider window 
mm-hmm. on what is essentially a parry. Yeah. Um, and also just, you know, dodge bullets and get the jump on guys and stuff. Yeah. Um, an early mistake that I made in this game is uh, in kind of the beginning of the game, you don't need this that much. Yeah. Um, I kind of too but, good to used it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really realize how quickly it recharges. Mm-hmm. Um, you are intended to be using this a lot. Yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, with with the caveat that there are challenge like people who have beat it without using the time the slow oh, of course yeah the the the, yeah. the skill ceiling on this is very high um, yes which is uh, which is nice um, I like this because it doesn't seem like you are moving faster by virtue of slowing down time you know it's not mm-hmm. like a bullet time kind of thing where you are uh, sped up like Move relative speed yeah it's literally just giving you more time for your inputs. Uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, which, which, which is nice, and given how many times, <clears throat> you know how much this game is spent like planning your breach and what am I what am I going to do in the split you know in the split seconds after I slash this door open to try and close the distance between me and whoever's going to you know kill me and whoever's going to kill me after that. Um, it is it is welcome that that is a uh, that that is so readily available to you. Yeah, yeah. The um. Put a, put a pin in that because mm-hmm. the planning your breach thing is something I want to talk about when we talk about the kind of encounter yes. designs of this. Yeah. Um, the other kind of big gimmick of this is this has a diegetic reason for you to be able to rapidly iterate. It's central to the story. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, very central. Don't you forget it. Um, you know, in Hotline Miami, it just kind of used the VHS aesthetic to, mm-hmm. you know, you're watching an action movie and rewinding. Here, that's what's happening, but it's because your character has been taking a drug that allows them to foresee the immediate future. Mm-hmm. So when you die, that's you running through a f- scenario, uh, and you're like, well, that wouldn't work. When you actually clear the room, that's the canonical one, mm-hmm. and it shows you security footage from that successful run. Um, you know, The idea being you used a bunch of slowdown and tricks, and it's supposed to look very impressive mm-hmm. uh, when you rewatch it. I skipped these like Annie Oakley. Uh, I was quick draw on don't show me like stop doing this and please just let me play. Um, I am not trying to make a sizzle reel here. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, because like no matter how much it you know, cuts out, like all of the time warping and stuff that you do, uh, there's still a lot mm-hmm. of times where I'm like standing there and waiting for somebody to get into a position or like just, just trying, trying to like set my distance. And so it's kind of like my guys awkwardly shuffling waiting outside of the yep. bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like samurai has to piece of me. Later. <laughs> like I have to go pull a double daimyo in the Ronin room. You know? <laughs> do you okay? Do you have to take? Do you have to take a, a katana or a wakazashi? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, yeah, I, uh, and also like that kind of plays into something that is not an objective criticism of this. It's just something about my own taste, which mm-hmm. is I don't uh, like feeling cool, and I don't like games that want me to feel cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to bask in, you know, this, this, this felt like looking at your grade, get tallied up in Bayonetta or something or in Hollywood, like, Miami. <laughs> like, no, yeah, well, totally. Actually. Yeah. That's, I mean, I get, you know, taking a game that I like more. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't want to feel cool. Just get me to the next level thing. Mm-hmm. Something uh, about this rapid iteration, and this might be something that you were talking about, um, is that there's not really any randomness to it. Um, in terms of like where enemies will start out or what they are going to have, um, mm-hmm. everything is really, really deterministic on each individual run. Um, I think that that is a way to go 
um, in order mm-hmm. to, you know, A, lean into the story that, you know, there's a fixed start starting point and you're running through the possibilities of the way things that could possibly go. Um, I do think that that takes, a, that, that takes a little bit of the entropy out of the system and makes this feel a little bit more staid than, than, than it, Hotline it, Miami does. It makes it feel closer to a puzzle yeah. experience than Hotline Miami. There's less room for improv. Yeah. Uh, in this and this you know a good time for me to to mention the the thing i put a pin in earlier the thing that i think that they do to kind of uh give you a little bit of that energy is ambushes and late additions mm-hmm. to rooms uh i hated that yeah in this. It didn't, <laughs> the, the game didn't work for it like you know i would get through a level all the way through it and be like cool that works and be walking towards the end and then a police car would pull up and a guy would come out and shoot me yeah before i had a chance to react um that happened enough times, and then you just do the whole thing over again. Yeah, and these are long screens, too. That, like, that's the other thing, is that the iteration loop is much longer than it is in, in Hotline Miami. Yeah. It's like they lengthened both the play and story parts mm-hmm. in a way that the rhythm ends up feeling drag-ass to me. Yeah. Um, you know, like the the minecart level, car chase level, like there's a bunch of levels that go on for a very long time. And there, every once in a while, there's some checkpointing in the middle, but it's it's inconsistent mm-hmm. when when it happens. Usually, uh, it, it'll tell you like you'll get through a, through a whole screen, but it'll be very long with mm-hmm. like surprises along the way. Yeah. So you yeah. end up doing a lot of like shuttle runs. I'm gonna get 25 percent the way through this. I'm gonna get 50 percent the way through it. I'm gonna get 75 percent the way through it. Then 100 percent of the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. And. And that's intended. It's it's a short game. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to kind of take some satisfaction in that iteration and kind of planning a little bit further each time. I think that uh, for me, they just pushed that lever a little bit too far. Like I ended mm-hmm. up feeling a little irritated about starting over. Yeah, seventy five the way percent the way through. Yeah, um, you know? I I can I can agree with you on uh, on on that one, especially when I mean it's just a trick that they do an awful lot. Like I didn't mind if somebody like burst out of a door behind me as I as I pass by, mm-hmm. but like literally right when I'm running to the exit and then somebody pops through and then just you know gats me in the face. Uh, it feels like a like a like a Kaizo kind of thing, like a yeah. you know like a you know i want to be the guy or a rom hack that is specifically meant to troll you uh, a, a little bit um An and apple that falls up yes yeah you know? yeah yeah it, it's it's not a huge deal and mm-hmm. it's not like i always feel like whenever i complain about having to start over someone's going to say like oh it's a really short game like you play mm-hmm. this on a deadline dog like this game is like three hours long <laughs> I, I am not worried about the deadline no, on this. no and that's with like dying a bunch yeah <laughs> uh you know it's it's very very short. It, it my deadline had nothing to do with this. It was just the feeling of playing it. Yeah, it's you know, like just a little bit a little bit of frustration instead of fun challenge. You know, and you know, not not to not to to to, to pull the focus away on the negative. Like I don't know, that could come at the end of like um, uh, a, a sequence that I otherwise felt was pretty satisfying it added a new, a new element and i figured out how to use it and i found an ingenious way to like lure people and stuff and i built up all this goodwill because again the majority of the, of the time when you are playing this game it is it is fun and empowering mm-hmm. right um and then you get to and then you get to that and it's like <laughs> you know it's like uh, yeah. the, the 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 waiter brings you a delicious soup and then just says and i will introduce this one mystery fluid here you go like right, yeah. right before he places it in front of you. It's like, no, here's no. a syringe. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want a mystery solid. The, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I 
lest I sound like overly negative, the, my frustrations with this game were things that stopped me from playing the game. Mm-hmm. Like when I was actually engaging with just, you know, if you just mapped this combat system onto the rhythms of Hotline Miami, I would have liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. quicker, less less talk, more slash, you know, shorter yeah. iterations, smaller stages. And it's weird because the decision to really emphasize the aesthetic and the story and stuff like that, I, f- I feel like it paid off for them because that is the thing that, like, I heard people talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes yeah, to people this. People love this shit, man. Yeah. Like, pe- there are people who, like, get really invested in some of these tertiary characters. Right, right. Like, you know, I, I was reading about it today and the people are like, oh yeah, the fandom really took off with Snow. And I'm like, who, wait, who is Snow? Oh, one of the mystery ninjas I don't give a shit about. <laughs> like, he just shows up out of nowhere. Like, it, it's not... Yeah. Pe- fandom is weird, man. People have a way of projecting a lot onto a character that gets no screen time. A lot, that's just a sprite. A lot, lot of rounding, a lot of rounding. And that's, yeah. that, that, that's, that, that's fine um it, again it's just not for me like it's yeah, it's okay but yeah. it's it changed how the, the game landed for me yeah and i think that it, it you know it, it it caused like this bifurcation where it definitely hit people who you know were in it for story and it hit people who were into it mechanically right because the mechanics mm-hmm. are the mechanics are good it's just where those two things rub up against each other and if you are not a person who you know is all in for one or one or the other it's like the these are at odds guys yeah yeah i like i'm coming at it from somebody who likes the play and is a little bit exhausted by the story yeah there are like this is a hard game mm-hmm. uh there, and it is not something where you can bypass things mm-hmm. that are there's no like real difficulty mitigation going on so like there are people for whom this story is 100 up their alley and would just be really into this like government drug ghost dog you yeah. know morality give, pet give story me, give give me give me that but in oxen free is what those people would say yeah, yeah. and and they they're not going to be able to see it mm-hmm. the same way that you know dealing with just the cliche of me coming back and making tea before watching old samurai movies every night <laughs> uh in bed just like slowed down my pace yeah you know they're just not going to be able to get it which is uh, a bummer you know it's a, it's a weird it's a weird choice to marry these two things mm-hmm. um you know and there are people out there who are like oh yeah that's what hotline miami 2 did as well like i agree like i you know i, I like hotline miami 2 uh because it's you know i like the parts of it that are more of the same it does get that ratio yeah uh too far in this direction mm-hmm. um the next bullet point you have here i didn't even know there was a time limit there is <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I didn't get anywhere close to that yeah. um so yeah huh. yeah it only like it only tripped me up once in the entire game but there is uh, an omnipresent meter at the top uh that uh that mm-hmm. kind of is always ticking down uh i mean it, it doesn't count your I, I don't believe that it counts the time that you're uh that you're slowing down i think that it, mm-hmm. that, that it slows down there um i'm not sure what purpose it serves actually other than to i don't know if it's like a memory thing or or, or what uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of there. It's like the time limits in Sonic. There's no way that yeah, you know, you're gonna take more than ten minutes to you know to get through yeah. this. So yeah, vestigial element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, to it. Um, they do things other than combat in this. Uh, none of this stuff works very well for me. Um, there's some kind of mild puzzle, e almost scenarios. There's some stealth mm-hmm. added on that feels very out of place. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, and again, I just wanted to get to get to my slashings. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to get to the uh, get to the part where the game was a Viking. You know, 
was kind of yeah, my yeah. Uh, I, like that. Like when you, we said earlier, when you're talking about how it doesn't feel like it's making up for anything, that would be another thing that would feel. Um, for lack of a better word, like an insecurity almost like we need to break it up. Mm-hmm. You know, this is too slashy without realizing like, no, 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 it's not slashy enough. Oh yeah. Like, it can be that. Break this up less, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So th- th- that stuff is not super great. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Luckily, like it doesn't, it's not as big a part of the game as it seems initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does seem like it's going to be a lot of that kind of variety early on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so as you said, uh, this has a lot of story. It has this, uh, you know, kind of neo-noir uh, kind of tale that unfolds with a big mystery around it. Uh, people are lying mm-hmm. to you. Um, something that I enjoy about this is, um, the, like, I think the conversation system of this is good. It's weird that mm-hmm. it's in this game. Um, yeah, but the fact neat, that, yeah, but the fact that you're like not only given mission directives that are often related to this, like there's one, you know, pretty important one where if you go against your handler's orders to, to, to like, don't listen to anything this guy says. And if you let the, let the guy talk, you will learn a very important detail very early on, you know, mm-hmm. if you decide not to be, not to be a good soldier. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that. I also can't imagine anybody not looking into the forbidden closet of mystery, though. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, uh, who is, who, that's the story is you listen to the guy because, of yeah. course, you did. The guy told you not to. Well, I mean, Gary, yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was me. I kind of played it like, uh, like, like JC Denton almost or how I played DSX. I'm a good little Unaco soldier until they burn me and then I burn the place oh. to the ground. <laughs> it's so obvious that you're being burnt I know. The being like this is so, there's so many cliches in I, just, this, want, I like, just wanted to role play it dude <laughs> yeah. no I, I i would not take that away from you i just i cannot imagine yeah. playing it that way yeah um the way that the the dialogue is handled specifically to, to mention it is you have a little meter that fills up as you're listening mm-hmm. um and you can interrupt it uh while the meter's in the red if you talk you will interrupt with kind of your first impulse mm-hmm. and you have to wait for that the red part to run out to get your dialogue options mm-hmm. uh there this simulates like being you know being rude and cutting people off um it makes their dialogue crumble in air like the letters <laughs> fall out of the air which is yeah. really a cool effect there's really cool text um, effects in general throughout this yeah the text looks neat mm-hmm. um the uh it, it it's competing in the Vlambeer space for screen shake <laughs> uh, you know but it does it in dialogue as well so yeah um if you are rude the entire game, um, did you watch like a YouTube of the secret emboss? I did. Yeah. I, I yeah. really wanted to, 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 to fight that cause it looked fun. Uh, but, uh, it, like every guide that I found was like, you just have to do these five things. Yeah. And I went to those checkpoints uh, and I made those decisions. No, you have to do it the entire time. Yeah. Never. Like I, I, I would, I would, you had to play this over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, you know, ties into it though, is being very rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the game, which I wasn't going to do because I wanted to see the story because we're covering it for the show. Yes. I think the idea is you play it again uh, and and try that. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, though, the story does not branch too much. It's mm-hmm. just getting information sooner or later. Yes. Um, um, like you mentioned. It will seem like uh, if you disobey people, you're going to be punished and have, you know, uh, penalties thrown, thrown at you and stuff. That never really happens. You know, Luter, it's it's absolute like McBain. You know, <laughs> you didn't have to blow up the whole orphanage, McBain. You're, you're one, you're one straw away. Uh, what the fuck do you think you were fucking doing? You fuck 
fucking asshole. Fuck, 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 I'm the psychiatrist. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Sounds like you're making fun of me. I'm the angry video game psychiatrist. Like, I'm the secret M boss, and I like to say fuck a lot. Oh, man. That's how you can tell I'm cool and adult. But it really does feel like you're going to get your badge thrown at you. Yeah. And nothing ever happens with that. Yeah. Um, all of this can be skipped over if you decide to do the speed run mode, which is a nice consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it when mm-hmm. that, uh, when, uh, when, when people do that. The first game I remember mm-hmm. seeing that in was uh, Axiom Verge, actually. Yeah, Axiom has that. I'm yeah, sure there were speed run mods. really but... fucking need it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so far, it's just games where it's like, man, this game could really use fucking less talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, so the uh, as we as we mentioned, um, the story is really no kind of great shakes. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it felt like a lot of cliches piled up on top of one another. Yeah. Um, we're in kind of like a retro cyberpunky kind of future, like eighties neon, mm-hmm. um, where there are mega cities, you know, that span huge continents. Uh, with where we live is New Mecca, which emerged after. Uh, having a war with the Cro-Mags, which is basically Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in this world, like heavily coded to be Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like um, down to, you know, you're a veteran of this and you deal with other veterans who, you know, could almost like literally say, where was my parade? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, They do. They do say that. Like we thought we were going to be, you know, showered and pussy, yeah. but it turns out people were spitting on us. And then like, why did the liberal media have to be such babies about the child killing? Yeah. Like it's pretty on the nose. We're not looking mm-hmm. at a subtle, comparison here yeah <laughs> so um you know it, it it does you know lay lay it on pretty heavy with the mystery that may or may not be mm-hmm. enough for you it, but it does you know uh kind of play with a lot of stuff and then also not answer a bunch of things i'm fine with ambiguity but something that was you know <laughs> well, kind it's of the first of a trilogy yeah yeah uh it ends with a literal cliffhanger man yeah like yeah. Th- this is this this two-hour game is one third of the story they want to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's real weird. Yeah, it just it just kind of just kind of cuts off. Uh, So, and there's not really an indication uh, around that. They should have just called it Katana One of Three. Yeah, no, it would have been fine if they didn't. Um, (laughs) So it it ends with your morality pet getting fridged. Yes. Uh, So I was surprised it didn't happen sooner. Fridged, or did she exist at all? It kind of, kind of, kind of yeah. it lives in that space to a, to a, yeah. to a degree. Um, this game looks and sounds good. Like the pixel art and mm-hmm. animation are great. Like I, I really think that, that they do a lot of really good sprite acting uh, with some mm-hmm. of this, uh, you know, particular characters that the, there's a character named V uh, who uh, gets a lot of screen time and they do fun stuff with, uh, mm-hmm. with his like sprite. Tuco. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very Tuco esque. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It, it's a good looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 a general sense, uh, I would agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack is something that I was hyped for because a lot of people told me it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't it didn't land for me. Um, partly because I was comparing it to Hotline Miami because of course I was because they invite uh, that comparison. You know? That's not being unreasonable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they invite the the comparison. Um, I just I found it really unmemorable. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to damn it with faint praise. Like it didn't you know didn't put me off but i just did not find it particularly memorable yeah i wanted uh kind of more kinetic jams it it did its it did its job 
but mm-hmm. it's you know uh, uh, my criteria for success on a soundtrack like this would be like can i recall a specific track and associate it with a particular moment and that's that's just kind of not not necessarily the case you know so like it's it almost kind of ends up being part of the wallpaper for the aesthetic which is a real important part of the game because a lot of a lot of it mm-hmm. is you know as aesthetic but it didn't function like i wanted a soundtrack to to, to you know to function yeah it's kind of it's like synth wave but it's not fun synth wave yeah you know like they don't do any of the silly shit that that genre does mm-hmm. um it's worth noting also that the music uh, in it is diegetic um there's baby driver dna mm-hmm. to this your, your samurai puts on his walkman before yeah. going on a killing spree because he's just that cool <laughs> um and you're listening to the same thing he's listening to uh yes the, yeah um so this game took uh six years to develop it was made in game maker studio 2 Mm-hmm. Um, one reason it took so long to develop was uh, this was written or done by Justin uh, Stander mm-hmm. uh, as the person, and the composers were Ludowick and Bill Kiley. Uh, Stander wanted to hedge his bets um, by contributing to all these kind of smaller projects just in case Katana Zero didn't pay off. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like a a moonlighting progr- project or mm-hmm. like a you know a side piece a little yeah. bit. Um, it's really impressive what he managed to put together. Uh, with such a small team. I mean, you look at the Moby games for this and, you know, most of the roles are just J- Justin Stander. Um, like, yeah. uh, like that. Real impressive uh, for, uh, really, for, for really a small impressive. team. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, it did really well. <laughs> you know, it was a critical darling. It reviewed, you know, decently, like, like, like 80s on Metacritic. People talk about mm-hmm. this. It's kind of a kind of a cult classic. Like when it came to Switch, it, uh, it sold like 100,000 in the first like week, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, just like the, 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 the huge success for this guy. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Good, good for him. Like it has that feeling um, a little bit of like iconoclast yeah. a little bit, which like also a game I felt a little cool on, but I still am really impressed by the singular effort, mm-hmm. you know, like good, good job. Yeah. You know, like I, I couldn't do this. Like this, this was very impressive mm-hmm. uh, for what it was. Um, the, uh, they began working on a DLC pack for this, but it's grown into kind of a full blown expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this it's kind of weird they're not doing a sequel because it does just end with like a literal like you know almost to be continued yeah um no. they're calling it katana 1.5 but we don't know when that's coming out yeah um i'm good on that is kind yeah. of where i land on this like i will just read a summary a summary of what happens mm-hmm. um you know this is fun but i didn't feel like i'm not hungry for it yeah my worry would I, be that it would be uh kind of be set at a skill level where it expects you uh, either to have just gone through the rest of the game, picking up where the mm-hmm. other mechanics left off, um, or uh, maybe even worse, I would be a little bit worried if they're making it for people who have done this over and over again and gotten really good at it. My my guess is that the the challenge will ramp. Yes, like I I don't know that to be true, but mm-hmm. even even if it's not true, I'm also just kind of like a lot of times when I come off of something that I feel like is a B. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, I'm going to play more of that. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm interested in that. But then I realize like there's a lot of things that I, I like more that I could play. Mm-hmm. And then I don't. Yes. You know, uh, it's, so I'm just, just being honest with myself, I think this is my <laughs> goodbye to Katana Zero. And that's yeah. okay because mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time with it. And yeah. uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Well, let's get to it.
Uh, we get a little intro. Uh, it starts with this this little title card, this 10 days remain that counts down. This gets a little bit played with, but initially mm-hmm. it seems like we're on a countdown. And we get uh, what TV tropes would call arc words. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning. Uh, Tell me about the men in masks, uh, which also sounds like a cheeky hotline Miami. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, shout out. Um, and then let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and we see this mobster, like his blood, uh, bloody body, like fly down from this rooftop or to this rooftop and a samurai comes down after it, uh, mm-hmm. killing a sniper. This is our little samurai man. Yeah. Like, uh, like time freezes and it says, you know, press attack to continue. Um, and when you press mm-hmm. attack, you deflect a bullet back at the, uh, back at the guy. So like, that is the first yeah. thing that you do as this character in this game, which is a nice way to set everything up. Um, mm-hmm. And you get your, your little movement tor- tutorial as you run across the rooftops, kind of into this building, this factory, uh, where your first mission is. Uh, your handler calls. Uh, you can immediately start hanging up on him mm-hmm. <laughs> and being a dick. Uh, you have no reason to do that yet. But he's, you know, if you listen to him, he says, hey, the window to get to the scientist is closing. Um, you know, remember that you are to leave no survivors. Uh, that is usually the uh, usually the case for these missions. Yep. Uh, starting this kind of factory hideout uh, section here. Um, so there's a couple guys that just normal dudes walking back and forth that we kill. Um, the enemy sprites are really charming. They look a little bit like uh, Metal Slug. Yeah. To me, especially the thugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, look like Popeye goons a little bit. Like the big strong guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a cat outside we can pet. So it ends up on that Twitter account. Yes. Uh, and it's teaching us about the planning uh, conceit. Like, you know, oh, that won't work. Start again, try a new plan. Yeah. Um, oh, those lasers that that guard just activated burned me. So I need to dodge behind it this time, you know, as you're putting it together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When you when you get to the far side, uh, it, in- it introduces the uh, it introduces cow tools. No, um, it gets you to mm-hmm. um, the tutorial for slowing down time. There's a spinning ventilation fan uh, that you have to um, slow down in order to dodge roll through. Mm hmm. Uh, when you get to the scientist, uh, he's he's battered, but he's grateful. Uh, he wobbles to his feet, you know, and you think he's going to say something, but his head explodes. Yes. Um, and turns out this this Russian kind of tough guy pressed the detonator and laughs. Uh, this is our Artuko. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, he's, oh, I hope we got that one on tape. <laughs> yes, because everything is being uh, taped. That's the, uh, the, that's the conceit. Um, and then mm-hmm. he sends in his gun goons after you, guys with AKs. Um, and of course you can, uh, turn the security system against them, turning on the, mm-hmm. the lasers, uh, as they're running in always fun to do when they, when the game presents you with that option. Yeah. Every once in a while, there are like little traps you can set Yeah, uh, or set off and that's real fun. Um, we get a push mission text here that says the employers are displeased. Uh, that's going to constantly happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have a new assignment, uh, tomorrow and we go to our little home phase uh, we live in this little one bedroom apartment um there are people kind of partying in the uh the apartment next door mm-hmm. to us um and we go our night ritual which is we go to bed we drink some tea watch a news report about all your killings and go to sleep mm-hmm. uh and you do this uh each time yes in your apartment yeah you get a dream sequence. You're going to be coming back to this several times. Uh, different details are going to be filled in and change uh, mm-hmm. as uh, as things go along. Um, but you are in this shoddy outbuilding that is kind of floating in space. Uh, and you're playing catch with a shadowy version of what appears to be a little girl. I initially read this to be like, oh, this is his past. Like something horrible happened to his daughter. Um, mm-hmm. But then this huge beast uh, or something huge bursts through, through the door and attacks us. 
Yes. Yep. Uh, and then we wake up the next day, nine days left. Um, we go into our psychiatrist office who's asking what the fuck we mm-hmm. were thinking. Um, and he, he asks us about our dream. Um, we can talk about it and kind of flesh out some of the details or we can be non-cooperative mm-hmm. uh, with him. Um, and he eventually says, well, it's time for your treatment. Uh, he injects you with something in your arm and gives you your, your file. Uh, for your next mission. Um, we get this like little cute cutscene where you get to see our dossier. Mm-hmm. Um, find out our next next target is a billionaire named Josh Rose. Um, he puts on this philanthropic front, but moves drugs and arms behind the scenes. And then we we set it on fire. Uh, so no one can see the evidence. Of course. Um, he's staying at the improbably named Murdauer Hotel where the lights go mm-hmm. out to change it to the murder hotel. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> The game's kind of sense of humor uh, pops up here mm-hmm. um, where the receptionist stops you and kind of starts flirting with you. Like later you'll talk to her as well, um, asking about, you know, your outfit because you're dressed like a samurai mm-hmm. and you can say that's cosplay or you're wearing a bathrobe, you know, you're, or you can uh, brush her off Yeah, at this point. Um, if you say it's cosplay, she says she's an anime geek as well. And this pays off later with a joke. <laughs> it does. Uh, you'll have with her. Yeah. It'll change the end of this mission too, because if you are rude yeah. to, if you're rude to her, uh, to her, then she will, uh, sick the cops on you. Uh, but, uh, but yep. if you're nice, uh, she, uh, explains you away and you can just walk away from your crime scene, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but an ele- um, elevator opens, um, as you try to walk up, you call it, um, and you kill one guy who steps out, uh, el- an alarm is raised and the guy inside is like frantically hitting the closed door button. I uh, love the mm-hmm. animation on that. Um, and we're going to have to take the long way up. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about throwables. Let's do uh, the, the kind of major sub weapon mm-hmm. in this. Um, you, this level is filled with kind of vases and lamps you can pick up. Um, as far as I can tell, these are identical to knives, yeah, uh, and like butcher knives and stuff. Um, and this ends up being your only ranged combat mm-hmm. in the game. Um, ends up being mapped to, to your other kind of main button. Um, there, enemies can shoot them out of the air, but you can use them to. Uh, they're they introduce in this level enemies that can block your sword mm-hmm. swipes. Yeah. Um, so when you hit them, it stuns them and then you have to hit them again. Um, this will bypass that if you throw a, uh, a vase yes. at them or a lamp at them, yeah. uh, which was my main use for it. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can aim these with, with like a pretty good degree of, uh, um, precision. So, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes I would like rush into a scenario, jump, throw this, um, while, while things were slowed down. Um, and then slash somebody, you know, slash somebody who's a little bit closer on the way down. They would both die at the same time, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is a cool cinematic moment to uh, to execute. The difference between like the blunt items and the knives, all of them will kill whoever they hit uh, w- mm-hmm. with, with that without variation. Any bladed item, uh, if it misses somebody, uh, it will be recoverable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes into the wall. You yes. can pick it up. Yeah. Eventually, you get like explosives and stuff too. Those behave as you would expect. But the the benefit of bladed ones is if you miss, it's, uh, it sticks around. Uh, but if it's lodged in somebody's sternum, it cannot be thrown again. Nope, it's been corroded by their acid blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, do we, uh, sk- do, we, do we skip that in the open? They all have acid yeah, blood. You have to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It does a lot. It draws from a lot of sci-fi cliches. Um, yeah, you're kidding on that. Uh, at one point, we step into a background to move forward in this. This is not used 
very much in the game. I was expecting it to be kind of a major element Yeah, yeah. in the game, but it, it's kind of not. Um, eventually, we get to Rose, who's standing on the penthouse balcony, um, and he looks at you and he's, you know, I, you're not the person I expected to come kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even, you know, that even with that said, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. And he jumps to his death. Yeah. Uh, you, you can, uh, you can stop him from doing that. Like you can get the kill yourself if before you even talk to him, you just throw something at him mm-hmm. <laughs> and that kills him. Um, but yeah, he, uh, uh, will deny you the satisfaction. Um, and of course, you know, this, uh, the, this draws, uh, the, the, this draws the police. If, if, even if the body doesn't hit, there's been a bunch of gunfire in this crowded hotel. Um, yeah, so thanks. when you get that, de- when you get back down to the lobby, uh, there's, you know, a policeman who's here to investigate the gunfire. Um, and <laughs> this is where the, the, the clerk is like, oh, don't worry about him. Don't worry about the strange man with the sword. He's just uh, dressed up in cosplay. It's what the, the kids yeah. call it. Cosplay. <laughs> and, and the, uh, and, and like any police officer, they accept that. Uh-huh. Uh, they're just like, oh, cool. Nothing to so see just, here. If you're listening to this and <laughs> yeah, you're, you're thinking about uh, doing some crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, a cool thing you can do is just say that you're a cosplayer. Yeah. A crime doer. I have to, I can't emphasize this enough. You must be white. Yeah. (laughs) The, uh, the whiter, the better when it comes to this strat. Yep. Yeah. Um, sorry, officer. I was was only cosplaying somebody who was going 30 over the speed limit. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Have you ever seen speed racer? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you get out, um, when you get home, uh, we run into our morality object here. Um, this young girl uh, who asks if you're the noisy neighbor, um, you say, no, that's the, the partying junkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lives on the other side, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I think the reason why this story did not work for me is that I did not uh, care about this little girl. Mm. I, I found this cliche of like the samurai and little girl really annoying. Yeah. Like just very, very stock. Yes. Um, like he's the hardened killer, but he actually has this heart of gold because he cares about this little stranger girl. Yeah. Is so cliche. It's like, like he's like a he's like a lone wolf, um, but paradoxically he also um has a uh, cub a cub in his he life. He brought his cub with him yeah. to the murder yeah. club. Yeah, it's really, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> uh, and it just uh the idea like i i think i'm a little bit over the sociopath who will kill anyone but who like one little animal or one mm-hmm. little girl will like break into their heart yeah yeah like i don't i don't think i believe in bifurcated morality that way yeah anymore like you're you're, you're arguably ki- you know killing people who who want to kill you during this mm-hmm but you're also just doing shit. Like you're not a good person. You're just doing shadowy missions for like an obvious shit heel. Yes. There's no like samurai codeness to this or like you're John wick and you're being touched by your dog. Yeah. Like you're not John wick. You're not going for justice in this. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a veteran junkie who is doing what you're told because, you know? because your supply is threatened. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very hard for me to, to get on board with the characterization of my dude. Mm hmm. Like being okay with this little girl and you don't have to, you can try to brush her off, but yeah, even if yeah. you do, she ingratiates herself to you because maybe she's not real. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I just did not find her antics cute. Yes. Uh, did not countenance the little girl for mm-hmm. me. Um, mileage is 1000% going to vary for that for people person to person. Yes. Um, that cliche may spend. 
Yeah. So uh, the next morning we have, or sorry, that that night rather, um, we have another dream. Um, And in this one, the figure who runs in is a scientist. Um, Okay. So that is, that is strange. It's not like a big beast who kills everybody. It's the person who comes in behind him though, that ends up uh, shooting the scientist and then killing everybody in the room. So this is where the uh, things start to evolve. Uh, cutting the to scientist the, text is garbled as well. It's like, yes, you know, that will become unscrambled as the game goes on. Yes, it is. Uh, the, the next day when we're, we're talking to the psychiatrist, he asked like, Hey, what was he saying? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of giving us a little bit of hint. He says, maybe that was a warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can know. fill, you can fill in the details. We're going to see the actual version of this scene at the end, uh, which mm-hmm. is, uh, which is nice, but you can, you know, say, okay, I think I was talking to this person. I think this is who this was, etc. And it replays a couple of times. Uh, the psychiatrist thinks, you know, these must have, you know, must have something to do with this trauma that you suffered uh, in the war before you had this uh, head injury that uh, affected your memory and your perception of time. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about the little girl and he says it's weird that a kid's living there because it's a dangerous neighborhood. Um, we're in like District 3 and they go up. Like District 1 is the fancy one. Mm-hmm. Or we're we're in District 2 maybe. No, we're in District yeah, 3. No, we're in a, three. Lot of, a lot of God, the missions we do are in District 2. Yeah. Yeah, later she's like, well, we're going to move to District 2. Mm-hmm. District 3 is is like the slums, Yes, basically. Um, it gives you your target, which is DJ Electrohead <laughs> um, at the club, uh, just like a dead mouse mm-hmm. uh, character. Um, so we need to kill him without being detected. And he's like, don't talk to him. Whatever you do, don't look at him. Don't listen to him. He's a compulsive liar. He's not going to tell you anything interesting. It's just going to be boring. He's just going to talk about his Canasta League. Don't talk to him. Uh, the, uh, which, again, I, I applaud you for having the role-playing strength to not look in the forbidden closet of mystery. Yeah. Uh, because it really felt to me the game was saying, oh, the story is you talk to the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, you, you know, right away when this guy gives you a dossier of people to kill that eventually one of those dossiers is going to have your picture in it. So whatever you do yeah. is fair game. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like, again, it's so uh, it's it's a pretty predictable yeah. game. I, the psychiatrist is so fucking unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Even before he starts just like dressing you down constantly. Like, I, I hate this character. I know mm-hmm. you're my date. I'm like, like, he's he's the villain. Yeah. But I, I, I really hate what the fuck were you thinking? Like just the way this game does swearing yeah. uh, from the psychiatrist is really obnoxious. So to it's, me. it's like a less charming uh, detective crash more. <laughs> it, it, it felt, yeah. Like, like a less aware crash more. Yeah. Like, you know, like just, or like AVGN, you know, just mm-hmm. like swearing to swear. Yeah. You know, like teen, teenager energy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, so this starts out on the, uh, um, on the dance floor. And we've got to do some mm-hmm. stealth to uh, to get across the to get across without being spotted by the guards uh, who are out there mm-hmm. patrolling. This is a little bit annoying and a pace killer, uh, I think. Like you've got to mm-hmm. uh, tiptoe and then like stand in groups of people. I like that. I, I, so everybody's in silhouette, and you can see the silhouette of your guy doing a dance to fit in. That is cute, yeah. but uh, but also mm-hmm. like that's not this this slow thing isn't what I'm here for. It does also when I played this, and this is me being an idiot. Um, I didn't see the prompt to dance along, oh. so I was trying to roll through the guards as they swap directions. Oh, okay, yeah, which should work. Like mm-hmm. I didn't get hit by the spotlight at all, but it still caught me yeah. every time. You know, I I wish that it would have just allowed me to be sneaky in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, once you get upstairs, you no longer have to be stealthy, uh, so you can you can play the video game, um, and and murder people. 
Um, there is a camera uh, that pops through here that will close a door. So you have to hide behind some boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the camera, uh, whenever it sees somebody, keeps the door closed. Um, and we get introduced to sentry guns um, here. <laughs> One of the things I like about the sentry guns in this is that you can always see them. Mm-hmm. They tend to be behind a door. Yeah. So it tends to be some of the most like planning I did yeah. uh, in the game, you know, because the fact that there would be ambushes and things would pop out, a lot of times I would iterate rather than plan, mm-hmm. you know, just like burst through the door and just see if I could do it because I was seeking that improv gameplay. With sentry guns, I didn't do that because I didn't want to get gunned down. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's fun. You know, you can see them because the, of the perspective. I, I like the idea of somebody just like coming back from a, from a Duncan run. <laughs> yeah <laughs> forgetting <laughs> just like uh, hey guys i took the dance floor that dj's like what uh, <laughs> <laughs> those tunes are bop, 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 bop. <laughs> I, I, I would never work at somewhere with a sentry gun yeah yeah it seems like, like no a, matter what the job was even if it was just something pretty normal it seems like a red, f- red flag if there's beer in the fridge they expect you to work on weekends and if there's a sentry gun <laughs> <laughs> yep the three things you, beer in the fridge beanbags on the floor <laughs> Sentry guns in the break room next to the pinball machine. You're yeah. in trouble. <laughs> you know? Oh God. Uh also throw a, a, a pool pool table uh, on that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't work at a place yeah. with a pool table. Um just to make this about bad workplaces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should have been a samurai that just got revenge on WeWorks and shit. <laughs> like if this was about labor practices, mm-hmm. I'd be, be really into it. Yeah. Um, uh, Uh, they also add in, uh, like, uh, visibility here. Yeah. There's a room that is Mm -hmm. full of like too many people to deal with. Uh, it introduces steam pipes that you can slice open to fill, uh, to fill an area with, uh, with, you know, clouds, uh, where Mm -hmm. enemies will not be able to see you, but you can spot their silhouettes. Uh, this is, this is neat. Um, you later get smoke grenades that will create this effect. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, at, uh, you know, on demand, uh, what's nice is that, uh, as you move through this and as you, as you slice, it clears away a section of it. So you have to be Mm -hmm. very careful, um, about like how much of your smoke you're using up because you might get popped from across the room if you uh, reveal yourself too early. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like this mechanic, especially with the, uh, the throwables. Um, something we didn't mention before is a really minor note, but there are different kinds of floors and ceilings in this. <laughs> there are ones you can just drop through and then there are ones you have to break through. Yeah. Um, my most memorable, like some of my most memorable moments in this were doing the breakthrough and throwing a fire extinguisher or what have you <laughs> down at the ground. So you come down, you know, from the ceiling yeah. into a cloud of smoke mm-hmm. and uh, cut everybody up. Some real Ninja Turtle stuff. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Um, funny little comedy scene. So, uh, one, one type of enemy that we've had, that we found are these like skinny guys with pompadours, uh, who attack you with a blade, uh, like, and if you, uh, deflect these are guys who can parry, yeah, you, yeah. you stun, you have to hit twice. Basically. <laughs> uh, uh, so apparently all of these guys, uh, they're the skinny Rickies is like the name mm-hmm. of their gang <laughs> and they are inducting Richard the slender, uh, into the order of skinny Rickies. There's a couple, like when this game is funny, it always surprises me because there's so many large portions of it where it's like really not funny, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then just the, the jokes like this and then, uh, strong Terry? Timothy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Str- strong Terry. Yeah, strong Terry. 
Yeah, Strong Terry is like very funny. And that happened. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, like, that's funny. <laughs> well, um, I mean, so like we, like, we, we missed this. Like it, it, I think it happened back in the hotel. But like you hear you can overhear two guys saying like, oh, who would win in the fight? This guy is killing everybody or Strong Terry. It's like, oh, Strong I, I Terry. That's the next walk. level. Oh, OK, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because because it happens, and then you know we you kill a bunch of mooks, and then later they're like, "Man, I can't believe he killed Strong Terry." Yeah, they'll, like, Strong they'll, Terry like, didn't even get a title card. They, they, they will, uh, uh, like they'll start swearing revenge. They're saying this one's for Strong Terry. <laughs> yeah, this is like very funny, and then uh-huh. you just end up with these like interminable scenes with Russian Chuko swearing at you, mm-hmm. and there's no jokes. And I'm like, man, what what is the tone you're going for here, guys? Yeah, like, yeah. Man. Uh, you know, not again, I understand that comedy relief can be something that you sprinkle over or something. Yeah. No. It's just weird how, how selectively it's deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the DJ pod, um, at the top of the club, um, you know, where the, the DJ is, he begs you not to kill him. If you don't, uh, he drops some tantalizing hints. Um, I don't think he quite mentions the drug. He does. Like, or does he mention it by name? Does he say the name? He does. He yeah, did. I know he talks about the drug, but does yeah. he talk about Chrono? I, I I I do not think that he mentions the name. If he does, it's okay. like a rumor that he heard about it. Um he just yeah. got like he 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 was doing a storage wars. He 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 yes. ended up buying a delinquent uh storage locker at a place and it happened to have um uh this stockpile of this drug. And of course he injected it into himself with this uh you know for, from an un, from an unlabeled vial, which is uh yeah, what, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Dir- directly in my arm, please. Um, and yeah, he was like, oh, you know, it just, it, it, it sucks. But then people started coming after me. Like, I don't even want to use it. You know, you can take it if you want. Um, yeah. you know, and I think it's just like, he says like, oh, I heard some people call it Kronos. Cause you can like, you can definitely throw that into the psychiatrist's face. Gotcha. Um, and he, and he I, gets I couldn't remember upset. when they revealed the name of it. Yes. Uh, what it was. It, yeah. Again, the fact that the, the, the psychiatrist is injecting me with something right before I leave. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, oh, like the drug is my powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so when he started talking about drugs, I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's, it's a real like little, uh, like kind of breadcrumb yeah. that you get here. The, I, I want to mention one small detail about, um, DJ Electrohead. Um, he's wearing the gigantic mascot head, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face has like a responsive led and it changes as he talks. But at one point, like he falls to the ground and starts like crawling backward away from you and it flashes mm-hmm. up the rewind symbol. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> it's real good. Yeah. Um, after you, uh, kill him, uh, I didn't spare him. I listened to what he said and then I killed him. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know exactly what happens if you spare him. Oh no, if, no. Yeah. Uh, if you spare I, him, you get I, shot. I was talking to him. He got, he got shot. Uh-huh. Yeah, he got sniped. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. Um, the, uh, so you, he dies regardless. Um, you escape through the, uh, you know, the dance floor, which is now full of armed guards because DJ Electrohead is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first ambush, uh, right at the end Yeah. where you are walking out and then a guy just walks in the front door and shoots you, mm-hmm. uh, on your way out, you know, at the very end. So you start over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then you get your little report card. Um, you know, either uh, you did it right or damn you, McGonagall. <laughs> uh, Timmy's dead. you head home, the girl is playing with a little dinosaur uh, toy in her hallway. Uh, her toy is called Behemoth, and uh, it glows when it's near its brother Leviathan, which it's looking for. And it's glowing outside your apartment, so she wants to take a look inside your apartment to see if you have the toy. Yeah. There's no way that you can keep her out of your little hovel. Uh, like all of your dialogue mm-hmm. options result in her coming in. Um, and she says, Oh, you know, you, you know, your apartment better. 
get you know hands over the behemoth and you know you play a little bit of hot and cold uh ultimately finding out that uh, there is this leviathan toy uh beneath your couch and you have no recollection of how it got how it got there or why gary did mm-hmm. you at this at this moment believe oh they're setting up her to be kidnapped later um and i need to i'm going to have to use the yes, behemoth or the my leviathan uh yeah the glowing to like locate her the, yes for all the world that's what it seemed like they were setting up that's a real real Chekhov's gun they set up. Yeah. I mean, they could still do it if she's real. Like, later when she's being interviewed by the, you know, when she disappeared, mm-hmm. uh, I still feel like that. Like there is a chance you did not imagine her. Mm-hmm. If you did imagine her, I'm angry because uh, you're taking time drugs, not imagine little girl drugs. <laughs> like, what, what, can this, what can this drug not do? <laughs> you know, if, if it makes you hallucinate entire, like, pathos. <laughs> Yeah, like so that that is why i resist the oh there hasn't been a girl in 20 years since the the night very much like this one yeah no no like no little girls have gone down that road what since the old barn burned down like a night very much like tonight uh i i do not buy it if that's the case fuck this shit i'm so mad (laughs) Um, oh so who knows uh you know somebody made that horrible soup Mm-hmm. I like that you eat later. Yeah, somebody um, did. But yeah, I, I thought this was going to be a hot and cold. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she, uh, you know, she leaves Leviathan with you uh, and takes her behemoth with her when she when she goes to leave. You know, just kind of uh, uh, saying like, "Oh, you know, you need a friend too, right?" And you can say, "Oh, yeah. he seems real scary." You're trying to play along. He's like, "It's just a toy, Mister." Yeah. 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 Uh, we have a dream again, uh, which reveals a little bit more detail. The guy uh, who shot the scientist picks up the girl and throws her into a machine which electrocutes her and then shoots you this time. Yes. wake up the next day with seven days left um the uh psychiatrist says you know you're not you weren't supposed to talk to electra head he's just a drug dealer uh here and he says that kind of regardless whether you talk to him or not yeah yeah you're too too special to risk yeah um they end up doing a thing here where you can start calling him on stuff like me as the genre savvy uh, Mm -hmm. individualist i was start calling on things but he just cuts you off and says continue the game yeah. at some point like he's like i'm not answering more questions time for your injection and you just take it yeah yeah you know uh oops um, dart in your neck yeah yep there you go we just just walks over and does it yeah like, hey yeah. do you mind if i hold still while i gas you <laughs> um he at this point he also dangles uh moving out of the third district yes you, kind of setting up the socioeconomics of uh your, where you live mm-hmm. of new mecca yeah um, but, uh, you get the, uh, you get the injection and the psychiatrist is like, oh, you know, you know what the media is calling you? They're calling you the dragon is like, oh, what do you think of that? And it cuts you off. You know what you think, what you should think is you shouldn't be getting the attention of the media. Throwing more, throwing more fucks. Yeah. Are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I keep emphasizing that because whenever he says it, the screen shakes like a Lambeer, yeah. you know, smart bomb, mm-hmm. uh, and it's big, huge red text. Yes. So really uh kind of, kind of drawing attention to it uh uh the dossier here 
uh, is for somebody named Fa Yuan. Um, uh, if you followed all of the orders, then uh, you will get the actual text for this. Uh, Fa Yuan is a political dissident who is set to testify before a military uh, tribunal, um, uh, potentially leaking some information. Uh, this is a whistleblower. Uh, and you need to stop that from happening. Um, you need to go, mm-hmm. go into the prison where he's being held uh, and be uh, be stealthy to prevent the kind of this additional loss of life. If you didn't follow the orders in the previous one, I think it says kill, 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 or fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, yeah. Instead of all the text. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're not supposed to have collateral damage here. Uh, you know, spoiler, there will be. Mm-hmm. Um, starts with another stealth section where you sneak past some searchlights. Again, just kind of a pacing killer. I don't get it. Uh, when you get to the door, we see that the guards have already been slaughtered. Um, and so are the prisoners. Uh, when you get there, the body is still warm. So somebody has already done the killing. Yeah. And as we're about to leave, the police roll up. They know the dragon is here and they want you to surrender. So we have to escape past the guards, even though we didn't do the the crime. Yes. Here. Yeah. Because, hey, I'm the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you have an option here. So you can either uh, sneak out. Um, entirely stealthily, mm-hmm. uh, for which you'll be praised, or you can kill some or all of the uh, the cops who are coming in. Uh, doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. matter uh, too much uh, what you what you decide to do. Um, you know, it, it'll affect the ending that you get. But unless you're doing everything wrong, uh, then you won't get the the, the different ending. Uh, something yeah. that is neat about this is as you clear screens, instead of showing you the um, the rewind from the security camera, it says like um, a security footage not found or something like that. There's a very important mm-hmm. reason for that. Yeah. Um, so the employers address you down. You know, they, they wish you hadn't killed the police. Uh, well, you know, it's fun to wish things. Mm-hmm. Um, on your way back to the apartment, uh, we run into uh, an uh, a, a unhoused veteran guy who asks you uh, for money. Um, you can refuse, and he, call, he calls you a slur. He says, you Cro-Mag bastards are all the same. Mm-hmm. I assume that's a slur. It sounds like a slur in yeah. this universe and the way it's used. Mm-hmm. And it sounds short for Cro-Magnon. Yeah, referring to is, a caveman. You yeah. Know, yeah, which is not so different than like you know, uh, like Mongo as it relates to like Mongolian, maybe in a weird way. Like it gets, it, it, it feels iffy. Yeah. Um, but we, you do get your share of jerk ass veterans in this game. So yeah. if you want a game that really sticks it to veterans, <laughs> um, here's one for you. Lousy <laughs> veterans don't come off very well in this game. Freeloading war widows. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of the perspective. Like they're all victims, but they're all also super powered assholes. <laughs> Uh, you know, or, or failure drunks. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he calls you the slur and then, you know, this, this, this can't stand, uh, the samurai shows him, uh, his medal. He can, wears this, uh, this medal for distinguished service. You know, he served New mm-hmm. Mecca in the war, you know, um, and the, uh, the veteran says, oh, that's, that, that's my medal. You stole that from me. Um, and you get into a little struggle over it. Uh, I ended up killing him. Didn't intend mm-hmm. to, but it totally ended up stabbing that man, uh, and on top of his little bed there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you can you can walk away. I don't think that you have to uh, murder him. Mm-hmm. But um, when you get to the apartment hallway, the, the little girl's there, and she uh, gives you a videotape. Uh, a guy with dumb hair gave it to her, and and told her to make sure to give it to you. Um, she wants to see what's on the tape, but we know that's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and the tape shows our neighbors, like our party neighbors. 
um, they're running, you know, a grow operation, they're growing pot and Russian Tuco pops in and, uh, murders them. Yes. Uh, just um, really, real sadistically. Yeah. Just, uh, does, a does a full, uh, full on Frank booth on them. Uh, you know, like just, uh, starts torturing some of them, uh, a little bit and then cut forward in time. One of the guys is dead. And uh, Russian Tuco is uh, torturing him with wire cutters, you know, just saying like, oh, I'm going to you know, cut off every, you know, each segment of your fingers one by one, you know, and he says he's doing all this here. So his little uh, so his serial killer neighbor can sleep at night without all the partying uh, waking him up. So, yeah, yeah, somebody did this for me and then also wanted me to uh, to see it so we could get credit for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, cool. Um, the, uh, so we have a dream again, uh, the guy who killed, uh, everyone messes with the machine at the end of the barn. Um, it feels weird recapping these cause we're just getting a tiny iota of information every time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's, that, that is how the game gives it to you. It's also kind of shallow running. Yeah. It's drips uh, and drips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, six days, uh, left the psychiatrist's office is closed. So your appointment is rescheduled for tomorrow. As we leave though, a uh, stretch limo SUV picks you up. Um, this belongs to, to V Russian Tuco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, he puts you in and there's an unconscious woman with a bleeding nose at the end of, uh, this area. Yeah. Um, and he starts out kind of like geeking out because he loves your work as the dragon. He's mm-hmm. like, Hey, did you like my work on the tape? Again, this ends up being like a weird kind of cliche. Like I'm the pure killer and you're the <laughs> monster killer, even though you're not a pure killer at all. Nope. You know, like that would be kind of confused. Like th- this would make sense if you ran into like, uh, if you, if you were a samurai with a code yeah, in yeah. this, like you were a samurai purely based on aesthetics in this, mm-hmm. so, yeah. you are a cosplayer. Yeah. Entirely by the way you dress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can uh, kind of, you can kind of no sell him on this. He, he, he just really, really wants your approval. He asks if you party, uh, and you know, you can say no. And he d- degrades you for that. Uh, he says, Oh, my guys, you know, out in my labs, we're trying to, uh, recreate this combat drug that was, uh, that was in wide usage. And as he's, you know, as he's saying this, he slaps an unconscious woman to get a razor to cut a line with, you know, just, uh, yeah. kind of uh, dropping out plot information, but also mm-hmm. really demonstrating that he is a bad person. Yeah. Signaling that he's a bad dude in case you don't understand. Yes. We're, we're going to get a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, with this guy. Um, you know, he, he wants you to go back to uh, studio 51 with him and kill the girls on camera. Uh, Cause that's how this guy gets his good time jollies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can tell him off, uh, you know, Hey, no, I'm not gonna do that. You're scum. And he freaks out, you know, you're ungrateful. He kicks you out of a moving car. Yeah. Um, as the, uh, you walk up to studio 51, we overhear someone in the shadows say he wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you rejected the offer. He's talking to somebody named snow who has taken the fandom by storm for some reason. Yes. Um, real zero figure, mm-hmm. the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the person we were, who were overhearing steps out of the shadow. It's, you know, it's, it, it's the Russian. Um, he draws mm-hmm. on you and is baffled when you slice the bullet away. Um, and, you know, and then knocks you over and then runs into, uh, into the studio, into the studio lot. We know this guy's Russian because he swears a lot in Cyrillic. So just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not just calling him Russian out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's Russian Tuco. It's not just an all purpose <laughs> insult that we're using. Um, yeah. The, uh, 
So when you uh, you follow him in, uh, he closes these security shutters that all need to be unlocked by key cards that are on different themed floors mm-hmm. where a different movie is being shot. Um, this is a fun uh, idea, mm-hmm. um, but it also contains the minecart stage, which I hate. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, very. Uh, um, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. So it's, it was the first one that I went to. I just wanted to go from bottom up. Um, mm-hmm. So this is the, the Chapel of Doom is the name of the movie movie that's here you know very much a uh um uh indiana jones kind of thing uh it's a minecart stage where you know you're going to be slashing people as you you know roll by them uh this would be less of a problem um if you were just uh kind of like pinned to it and had to react to stuff however there are you know many points where you have to jump out to deal with people um and then also rush ahead of the uh of the minecart to clear the way by opening a door um, and if the minecart stops, you die. You have to go and start over again. And these are incredibly long sequences. Yeah. yeah. It, it's got that thing where, uh, you know, it's moving or like this happened in Shovel Knight as well. Yeah. Where you get out of your, your auto scroller thing to mm-hmm. do a little platforming on pace to keep up with your thing that's scrolling. Yeah. On the bottom. That's not inherently bad in a game that doesn't have this iteration loop. Yeah. Um, what this, the thing this was frustrating to me was that I would die pretty naturally. Cause like, that's what happens in the game. You're meant to die a lot mm-hmm. was starting over at the beginning of the mine cart, doing the stuff I knew how to do mm-hmm. uh, very easily just over and over and over. Yeah. Like the rote part of me slashing the, the track switches or what have you mm-hmm. initially just enough times where I just got very annoyed doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I think like, the reason why there's not auto scrollers and <laughs> like this kind this kind of loop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's exacerbated by the, uh, by, by the iteration loop. It's exacerbated by kind of the length of individual takes that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's, you know, joyless. It's not like it's devoid of ideas. I like where, you know, I like the section where you have to walk along underneath the minecart uh, to avoid security lasers. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it provides moving yeah. cover. Like, that's a neat idea. It was just in the middle of, like, kind of a nid-year of the game for me, mechanically. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was my first Nadir. There are a couple of later segments I find also yes. just, like, a little too hateful. Yeah. But this was, it just, it's obnoxious. Like, when I'm actually playing the game, it is cool. I want a shorter iter- iteration loop yes. on that. Um, floor 2 is called uh, A Space of Uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, here so it's a kind of a, a space zone mm-hmm. like sci-fi zone um this is where we introduced the molotov cocktails and oil barrels yeah. uh, this classic video game exploding barrels mm-hmm. uh, they do a thing here where people will be uh there'll be barrels outside of a door and you'll blow them all up and then dudes will ambush you from outside of the door mm-hmm. like immediately uh that got me more times than i care to admit yeah yeah um um, and the last stage is Quiet Hills. This is a fun little mm-hmm. uh, Silent Hill parody pastiche kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this adds shotgun guards. Um, boy, shotguns are a real problem in this. Um, yeah, because you uh, can't really deflect them. Like yeah. They have too wide of a spread to reasonably deflect. Mm-hmm. Can't uh, can't jump over them either because, again, uh, yeah. the, the spread goes vertical. Um, also, mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of smoke grenades. I like that because any Silent Hill uh, takeoff would need to have fog. So we're going to have smoke grenades. Tons of fog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, like introducing those is pretty good. This is the, the, the this is fun, uh, all told. Um, I even like mm-hmm. that you can kill a little, uh, uh, animatronic pyramid head on your way out. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you see it walking along and like, okay, like this is, is this a guy? No, it's just a little, little uh, thing on a track is fun. Yeah. 
it would be fun to go to this movie studio or yes. amusement park that has animatronic pyramid heads. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, we get back, we meet the Russian back in the studio. Um, he sends the, the women out. We get our first kind of boss fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, uh, unlike, you know, there, there's more of an emphasis on boss fights in this than in Hotline Miami. Um, and they are, they're all like fair. Like they all have like fun and good counters mm-hmm. to them. Um, later on, some of them got frustrating to me because they were really hard. And they had a long iteration loop. Other than that, though, I generally kind of like this, mm-hmm. Yeah. um, you know, and, and early on you're dying to attacks you haven't seen. Um, usually you don't lose too much progress. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that this is, the, this is a fight that you are meant to lose, but possibly can be won. Uh, if you, if mm-hmm. you know the attacks and how to, how to deal with it, uh, what you're supposed to do is, you know, you, you go through a couple of different tries and then the video distorts and you learn who's, who snow is like she, she warps in to, uh, to deal, uh, with this little altercation. Uh, she appears in a silhouette, you know, as a black silhouette against a hot pink background. Uh, she mm-hmm. rolls in and kind of draws her own katana, uh, to bring everything to a halt. Um, just like, yeah, you, know, you get the choice whether to flinch or not, which is very funny. Yes. Like, do you, do you want to be badass or do you want to, <laughs> you know, just choose to, to marry your own mother-in-law? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, and then later she can be like, he didn't flinch. <laughs> like I just chose that as an option. Yeah. It's not being cool. I just chose that of two <laughs> options. Stop telling me that I'm cool for that. Yeah. 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 I didn't do that. Yeah, but she says like, um, "Hey, leave here and never come back. This is your only warning. What we're doing, what we're doing here, has nothing to do with you." Yep. Yeah. Uh, we go back to our apartment. Um, the little girl shows up, knocks on your door, dressed as you for trick or treat. Um, you try to find candy for her, um, and you search for food. I found. I did not find uh, the fish head here. This is where I found the protein paste. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, unless I'm remembering it wrong. No, you know what? I've, because I've the found, fish heads show up later. Yeah, the, the, there is a fish head. So, no, you, you look at the fish head. You do get the protein paste. It's like in a cabinet. Uh, you take it over yeah. to her. Uh, maybe where you search first. Yes. Like I searched the cabinet and found the protein paste. I yeah, didn't search the fridge. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you, you hand it to the kid, you know, thinking like, hey, is this acceptable to you? You don't understand what trick-or-treat or Halloween is. This is all confusing no. to your character. Um, yeah. and the, and the girl, you know, doesn't seem to know any better either, you know, it's kind of like yeah. gross, but thanks. Um, and then, yep. uh, and then goes and leaves. Yeah. Uh, when you go to sleep, this game does a thing. Um, we're introduced to our two characters from pathologic who show up out of nowhere, uh, here yeah. men in a comedy and tragedy mask. Uh, one of which speaks in Shakespearean English. The other one swears a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other talk about how there are two masks on your face, silver and gold, uh, you know, one being death, one being life. Right. Um, you know, we will be back in three days and you'll need to choose one of your masks, uh, here. I, again, I sound like a big curmudgeon. These guys don't work for me at all. I Mm -hmm. think this is stupid. It just feels like it's out of nowhere. I, (sighs) it feels like shitty non sequitur, like nodding towards trippiness for the sake of trippiness yeah yeah like i've seen this before and i've kind of seen it done better like better integrated into the story in the in the world Mm -hmm. it's a little hat on a hat here whereas it doesn't feel hat on a hat in something like say lone survivor right yeah yeah yeah. like there, there are definitely ways to do this yeah uh and have it have it be a little bit better i think that something that i've gotten more sensitive to as i've gotten uh older and i don't know if this makes me an idiot so, like, people can yell at me about this yeah. if they want. But I notice when things are t- taken on too much. 
a lot more. Like focus is something that I've grown to appreciate more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can say that like this, is, it's a, it's a plus like, Oh, it's just deal. It's very multifaceted. It's dealing with lots of themes. Mm-hmm. It's dealing with, uh, you know, war and veterans and, you know, the honor of the samurai and, uh, what's real, you know, ontological stability, like what's real and what's not real mm-hmm. and the nature of life and death. And I just don't think it spins all those plates successfully. You know, like yeah. I, I wish it had just, you know, once these guys show up, I'm like, what, what kind of world am I in? Mm-hmm. It ungrounds me quite a bit. Yeah. And it feels like something that a high schooler thinks is really cool. Like it feels this felt amateurish to me in terms of writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you I know, it, I don't know if that's like a function of getting older. I think that's a function of having seen more. I think that over time you're going to naturally encounter more things and just kind of notice what works and what doesn't. I agree with you though. This does lack, you know, kind of a, like a, a, a focus that I would enjoy to see, especially in something this, this kind of short additionally, like not a lot of the stuff that's being added feels any, any more than just kind of per- perfunctory. You know, like just kind of yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm throwing this in because like things that I like do this, uh, which is yes. kind of missing out on something, you know, kind of necessary, which is how, how much do the, does this actually like intersect with the play? You know, is this is this integrated in any way and setting with the play and, or themes yes. that, you're, that you're dealing with? You know, when, when you say that, like, it's a, a function of seeing more and knowing more of what works like that's 100 percent it. It's also a function of realizing that to fully, you know, I, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, oh, like something like like a gravity's rainbow that tackles too many things. Like I understand something can be a big sprawling multifaceted work. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's very difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that with something of this scope, it would have been better served with a lot more focus. And I think that's one of the big differences with hotline Miami in this is that yeah. hotline Miami has less plot and makes less literal sense, but it is more focused on a tone in a way that, like feels very direct, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not taking little breaks to deal with a cute little girl or taking little breaks to deal with my war flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing, you know, I'm just inhabiting this vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this, and this mood and that like emotional truth works a lot better than mm -hmm. trying to figure out what emotions I am meant to derive from anything that's literally happening here. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's rubric on this is going to be different. Um, and like, how much how many points do you award just for the attempt you know is is, yes. is, is going to be different i mean i think that uh, you know the 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 attempt is spending yeah it's it's not going as far i i i, yeah. I think i think for this one uh for me 100 tons of people just appreciate mess like they they want something to try as many things as possible yeah. and they just want it to be a big and i i don't i i i like a mess when it's successfully pulled off i don't inherently mm-hmm. like a mess yeah yeah um when i mentioned when you know when i talk about like it, integrating in with a player or you know player or what have you um i'm specifically talking about these you know these two mask guys uh like kind of coming in and saying like yeah you know there are two paths before you they're making it seem like you have a choice uh and you know the choice that you make is either do do you want to die in a hail of police gunfire or do you want to continue and see the rest of the game it's it's the choice we all make every day yeah i I, I get how relatable it is (laughs) you know 
<laughs> you know, I've I've st- I've stood in line in a store behind a cop and thought I could just try and take his yeah. gun. You know? Yeah, at any point I can die in a hill. Please go to fire. Yeah, and here's an artist's recreation of what it would look like if I died in a hill of baseballs. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that. That's always available to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but but like it, it it comes at like an action climax, not an actual like decision climax. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like like well, it, when the, when this bill comes due. Uh, additionally, uh, and I've I've like read like theories like you know oh this is you know this is a function of the drug you were in an impo- you know that's an impossible situation that they get you out of but yeah like just uh, uh using kind of the, the the semiotics or just even just the visual language you know, the narrative language of you know a choice here is going to matter and then not uh, not honoring that in any aspect of the play really yeah more, more than just kind of like superficial reactions um is disappointing uh actually and it's it's kind of like you know i i expect that this car is going to go faster because like you know i have i've got you know flame decals on the side um you know flame decals don't make the car go faster yeah what 100 percent. you know it's just it's not uh you could do a game like this game at no point feels like it is about life or death or violence mm-hmm. to me in the theming yeah. which is what the would suggest yes like they they feel like they are introducing a a second act theme that is not supported by the play in mm-hmm. terms of like choosing life or death which is something that uh is a trope for like the contract assassin mm-hmm. character you know uh but it, it does it just doesn't pay off and yeah. maybe the idea is you know this is just you know katana zero origins mm-hmm. and when they get to the other things that's when they'll develop the character more yeah um I, I don't care though because it didn't do a good enough job of making me want that. They, you know, they and, they're also yeah. presented as emissaries of a higher power, um, quite, yeah. quite, quite literally as a, as like a Greek chorus or you know, uh, you know. Here we have these characters who are just the fates who stand off to the side and comment on things. You know, really evoking that. You know, literally evoking classical theater kind of stuff with a comedy and tragedy mask. Um, you know, and like that works in pathologic and it, it, this feels a little bit like stolen valor here. I don't know. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't, yeah. it's, it's, it's using, the, it's using the language without actually backing it up with much of, uh, of substance to me. Yeah. And, and the, the final thing I will say about these dudes, uh, that is, is frustrating to me is that it is another example of this game leaning into what TV tropes calls like rule of cool. Yeah where it feels like these guys are used because it's a cool idea mm-hmm. to have, have these two things, but that's it, Yeah, you know? And it's like, you know, gotta have that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wouldn't that be cool and trippy? Yeah. And it's, it's like, that. that is just never to me is never something that justifies yeah. uh, a game. Like something I'm realizing is that stylish is something I need to like, keep as like a red flag for a game or like an orange flag for a game yeah because it means that they're not going to give a shit about the reasoning behind anything mm-hmm. it means that it's just going to be what would be the coolest possible thing at this moment yeah and that is something that i have a pretty limited appetite for like you know that's not objective that's a taste thing but for me i don't think you know that doesn't spend mm-hmm. uh wouldn't it be cool if these guys showed up? Like, isn't this cool and trippy and, and kind of a Denny's at 3 a.m. way? No, you know, no, it's it's really not. And I just want to get back to slashing dudes. Yeah. This, 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 I will pay off is the wrong word. These guys come back later. Yes.
four days remain. We talk to the psychiatrist. He asks about the men in the masks. Um, and when we answer the question, he doesn't respond as if he's he's listening. Um, until eventually, you know, he's not listening to where he eventually calls you a piece of shit. And he transmorphs into the Russian and punches you. Mm-hmm. Um, we no longer know exactly what's happening and what is real. Yeah. Remember, uh, we didn't get uh, we didn't get our fix yesterday because the office was yes. closed. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is what's happening. Yeah. Um, when he punches us, we land in the foyer of this mansion, this foyer. Um, and uh, we try to fight some dudes who are there. And when we die, the rewind doesn't happen. The screen just kind of glitches. Um, we are going to withdraw. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, cut to the samurai kind of walking through this cathedral behind, you know, past these stained glass, uh, windows here depicting some, uh, you know, religious like scenes. We're getting like a little monologue, you know, about spending 28 years in the jungle, uh, burning villages. Uh, it's unclear if that is literal time or perceived time, uh, because of what's yeah. happening. Um, and he says, you know, I see it every day. It's not the PTSD. It's the drug. Um, and I, and I love this is, uh, uh, when, uh, when the drug runs out, time stops and you're stuck in the jungle forever. Uh, and they, I didn't write this down, but like, it's a line, like, you know, it's like a, um, uh, uh sand in an hourglass that get, you know, the, the glass gets smaller and smaller, but it's still the same amount of sand, you know, getting choked up yeah. basically. It's a, it's, it's subjective time dilation, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a, as a scary thing. Yes. And that is a scary thing. It is a bit. Um, this was something that, again, if this is your first exposure to the idea, I think that would probably be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And that's not nearly as much of a cliche. It's just something that has been done in Shadowrun stuff. Yeah, they're like BTLs that make you feel like you're living a single moment forever. Hmm. You know, because we all experience time differently. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> we, we we get a little card here. It says negative six hundred and eighty six days left. So we uh, we really missed our deadline there. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we, it shows us sitting in the same place where the, the homeless fellow was before, mm-hmm. um, begging for the drug. Um, and then the masked men show up saying, yeah. like, oh, it's only been a day, mm-hmm. you know, you, you pathetic piece of shit. Yeah. Um, we glitch into the uh, psychiatrist's office. He's dead. He becomes alive. Then he flashes. These are all little glitch, VHS glitch things between these scenes. Mm-hmm. He's injecting the drug into us, and we skip immediately to the dossier, yeah. uh, which is the target is Al-Kasim, um, the founder of a military logistics consultancy uh, place called Neotech. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've got our drug now, so we are better. Yes. And notice the targets that we're, that, that we're taking out are all related to the military. They're all related to drugs. Um, yes. You know, that's part of the uh, the conspiracy uh, that we're that we're along for. Uh, so we're going through, you know, up and uh, to the top of this mansion here fighting on the rooftops. Um, uh, we've got like real short lines of sight against guards with the guards with the shotguns. This mission is kind of a little bit of a difficulty spike for me, specifically yeah. because they start uh, throwing in so many of the shotgun guys and so many short lines of sight. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is difficult. Um, you know, we, uh, we overhear, uh, the Russian fella arguing with somebody about the difference between a Colombian necktie and Ethiopian necktie. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny. Uh, we drop in and he runs away and we're going to chase him kind of throughout this mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to kind of chase us as well. Yeah. Here, like we're, we're after him. He's kind of protecting the Al-Kasim guy. It feels like, mm-hmm. and that's not exactly what's happening. Um, if we take too long in a room though, he will come out and try to get us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we do pass through this, uh, weird lab with a guy in a tank. Um, and there's also an item here that lets you breathe fire. I couldn't see what the, uh, 
I couldn't see what the um, sprite was. Uh, is this just a lighter in a spray can? No idea. No idea. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I picked this up because hmm. um, I, I don't remember breathing fire in this game. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the biggest advantage that it has is, is it, uh, ignites oil bar- barrels real quick. You get a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. like sequences where, you know, you uh, can, if you can get into the right position, you could ignite an oil barrel outside of a room and blow up everybody inside of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, eventually the rock and ro- or the rock and the rock and <laughs> Russian, the rock and is, Russian, uh, hey, <laughs> the rock and Russian, uh, shows up and, uh, knocks you out. You wake up tied to a chair. He's got his, uh, you know, sub-reservoir dogs-esque, you know, right-hand man, Mr. Kissy face. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sharpening a knife next to you. Um, you know, he says, like, cut off your head, put your body in uh, concrete. Uh, this is where we learn that the Russian is called V. Um, and he shoots us in the head and we wake up. Yeah. Um, and this is, it's kind of a puzzle, even though it's linear. The idea here is we're going to keep iterating using the drug and psych this guy out by knowing things that he's going to talk to us about. Mm -hmm. Um, I like this. This is the, this is a neat use of the, uh, of the, of the power set that we have, uh, in a non-combat application. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was a little bit more of a puzzle. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, than it is, but yeah, it is, it is a, okay. Yeah. It is the, there are other options that you can take, but it, like, they just result in you being shot without learning any new, uh, any new information. So like you can yeah. in- interrupt them and say like, I want answers V and he freaks out, you know, like, oh, you know, I just, uh, you know, shoots you and before you, before you bleed out, he says, oh, I'm going to be late for my date. So then your next option is, you know, when you start the loop over again, oh, don't be late for your date V. Um, and you know, that this, this cues him into what's happening. He's been around this before. Uh, he says, Oh, you sneaky bastard. You're not here for the chronos. You're already on it. Um, and he asked yeah. to tell me how many times did I kill you? <laughs> yeah. Which, which again is cool. Like I'm, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, you know, the light turns on, it turns out we're in a garage and there's an old man also tied up here on the far right. This is Alcacine. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we cannot reason with V. Um, so we start interrupting him to lose his temper, trying to make him, uh, you know, lose his cool. He shoots the old man, uh, and then tells Mr. Kissy face to deal with you. And we get a boss fight against the unfortunately named Mr. Kissy face. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses a huge ax, which he can, you know, swing around himself in circles with psionics. It appears, uh, and he'll, mm-hmm. th- you know, throw it. Um, he attacks with like these lunges and stuff like this. You're, you start out tied, tied to a chair and you have to, uh, knock yourself over. Uh, and then his, you know, like get one of his slashes to free you and then dodge over and get a, get a knife and then get your uh, katana back. Once you do that, Mm -hmm. though, you're checkpointed at the beginning of the fight, um, where you're going against this guy. Uh, it's a fun boss fight. I like, uh, Mm -hmm. I like dodging his, uh, I like dodging his big old ax swings and attacking him when he's not holding it. Yeah. Uh, eventually you get into kind of a blade lock with him, which you have to like tap to reduce his stamina. When you mm-hmm. get through all of his stamina, you get to cut off his head. And uh, we head outside where we see V and Snow talking. Uh, their boss is the investors. You know, are not going to be happy that there's no Chrono there. Uh, and that V killed Al Kasim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, he, and you also killed uh, the guy. You know, they, they very carefully don't refer to you as the dragon for reasons. Yes. Um, you know. Uh, and the, uh, they're saying like, Hey, you know, you actually, you actually kind of did it mm-hmm. uh, here. You're, the bosses are going to be mad at you for killing al but they might forgive you mm-hmm. for what you accomplished. I give you a hard time. The dragon was no ordinary null. 
uh, and that's in caps. It's a proper noun. And we're going to find out nulls are people who have been uh, created as these these super soldiers. Yes. Um, you are null 15. Mm-hmm. So um, as if Katana Zero wasn't a cool... You know, yeah. it wasn't the, the cool rule of cool name for you. Null uh, 15. Is no, you, you're, you're not null 15. The dragon is null 15. Which, which null are you? Because you're zero. You're null zero. Gotcha. Yeah. But you're, you're one of the nulls. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I got yeah. confused there for a second. Yeah. yeah. The dragon is null 15. Mm-hmm. I'll, on loan from the Kingdom Hearts Organization 13 <laughs> collection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she warps away and V's like, hey, be careful. Those cherry blossoms that you leave behind are sharp or something. Uh, it's yeah. weird. Um, uh, but then you jump out and, you know, chase down V until he hops on a motorcycle. Um, I think this is a fun sequence. I, I enjoyed this, the, um, uh, going along on the highway, uh, here, taking people out. Uh, this didn't work for you. I I just thought it it was just frustrating. It was just hard for me. Like I, maybe I'm not good at this video game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, not Herangulon or anything like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. it wasn't as hard for me as, uh, minecart. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, I just think you know, end up having to do a lot of things over again. So I ended up dying a lot on this one, but like what what kind of made this a little bit better is that the uh, the checkpoint uh, interval is actually really short uh, compared it's to a lot better. of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it doesn't send, you know it doesn't send you too far back, uh, and I really enjoy the uh, the variety of enemies that, that that they throw at you in the mix ups as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, I kind of dug this. I didn't care about like the escalation. You know, I didn't feel I didn't think it was cool. I just thought it was like a fun, you know, change of you know change of pace uh, for the combat. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a new gameplay mode. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, so eventually you catch up to him and slash him. Uh, this sends him. He he flies off his thing, but then grabs under a helicopter, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get a helicopter boss fight uh, that is very retro. Yes. Um, where it like shoots missiles, where it shows the little target on the ground mm-hmm. where it's going to land. Uh, so you can dodge it and you're reflecting machine gun fire back at him or there's machine gun fire. You cannot reflect. He'll pull out his pistol yeah. and reflect that back at the so, chopper. So I, I did this fight a couple of times, um, uh, because I wanted to, uh, I, I made a couple of attempts to try and do things a little bit differently to get the, uh, the secret boss at the end. You can reflect the, uh, the machine gun fire. It's just very difficult to do that and then not get hit because the bullets gotcha. are uh, pretty uh, tightly clustered together. Uh, it, it is safer to reflect as pistol shots because there's less chance that you're going to deflect one and then run immediately into another. As funny as that gotcha. is, you know, it will kill you. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, eventually it crashes. And we run up to him where he's in this bloody wreck. Um, he's like, oh, I've killed six of you null bastards. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so this is what he does. Uh he says like, Hey, do you think you're uh, tough shit because you're the, the, the dragon and a black screen interrupts him saying that you're not the dragon, the real dragon, the second zero of the game, <laughs> uh, a blonde samurai shows up and cuts off his arm, uh, takes off V's arm to take him for interrogation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you know, my, my guy's gone at this point, uh, kind of like has yep. already walked away uh, and V, V, V is fucked. So <laughs> we get a message from the psychiatrist like, hey, you went and killed all these people. The entire, you know, second district is up in flames. You know, it's unacceptable, but we're going to give you another chance. Prepare for tomorrow's mission. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a scene here where we go to the bar to get drunk. Um, mm-hmm. And there are two veterans at the bar talking about how they would have won if the government didn't uh, use those psychic super soldiers to destroy all the villages. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the other guy's like, no, no, that's just a conspiracy theory. Um, and you kind of talk to him a little bit yeah. uh, here. Like, this is where you can say, like, uh, you know, I was in the war. This is like where you chat with these dudes, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Or does that happen later and you get you met him earlier? You, you, you know, they pay for your drinks. They call you a liar, mm-hmm. you know, when you say you're in the war because you're too young. Yeah. Um, which made me wonder if the time drug was actually literally stopping you from aging as well. That's a possibility. There's also the fact that um, that your character, that Zero, was a child soldier raised from birth to go in and yeah. do this stuff. So, like, he could have just been way younger than these guys when uh, when they when they did this, and that accounts for... 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, one, the other, maybe a little column A, a little of column B. Um, but I think that I think that the uh, the child soldier stuff is in play. Oh, the the, sol- the child soldier stuff is what they confirm at the end. Yes. Just at this point, that was my theory. Yes. Was yeah. that my age had been arrested by the drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the which, child soldier stuff is confirmed. Which is, uh, which is a reasonable thing to assume. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, the, this is the really on the nose. Like I thought it was going to be showered in pussy, mm-hmm. but in fact, I got spit in my face. You know, everyone got all up in arms on all that child killing for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's fine. Uh, when eventually, you know, when you head back to your apartment, um, the little girl, uh, is in the hallway saying something about the door and run away. Um, but you cannot respond. You're too drunk, uh, here. Yeah. And to try to tug on your heartstrings, when you wake up the next day, she's like, I'm sorry if I made you mad. I just wanted help, but you wouldn't answer me. I just thought you were mad at me. <laughs> and it's like, what? what is the moral here? Like, never yeah. take time to yourself in case, you know, somebody, somebody needs you. Like, never, constant vigilance mm-hmm. is the only thing that's acceptable. Yeah. You know? I, I, I tried calling you, but it went directly to voicemail. <laughs> yeah what kind of abusive relationship is this little girl locking you into <laughs> just controlling abusive behavior that happens we talk a lot about tim heideckering little kids like where you just become their father uh-huh. having a little kid be like you're my dad is way more menacing and i've never really thought about it that way but like yeah no i was just i was i was just out like grabbing a beer like, I didn't yeah. think I was going to have uh-huh. to protect you from your drunken father. She 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 shows up. She shows up with 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 documents from the court. You're my dad now. I didn't sign yeah. anything. You didn't have to. Yeah, you didn't. You did in your sleep. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. Oh, so she man. she's like you know it, it's really transparently pulling on your heartstrings. Like mm-hmm. oh my dad's friends came over. I couldn't be in the apartment, so I slept under the stairs. I didn't have dinner. You know, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. You give her some protein paste. Uh, one of the two foods you have mm-hmm. here and you let her stay over yeah, uh, and do a sleepover. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she, she can stay in the apartment all day while her dad sleeps it off. Um, you go to the mm-hmm. psychiatrist. Uh, he's extremely angry, chewing you out. Um, and time starts uh, glitching around on you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. something, uh, something is happening here. Suddenly you're back in the garage, you know, and this armless V is taunting you saying like, Oh, you must need a hit real bad. Um, and he says that, uh, you know, this is what happens when the drug runs out, uh, you suffer for eternity and there's, um, it's kind of a really disturbing little detail. He says like, Hey, you know, that tape I gave you when I killed your, uh, when, when I killed your neighbors, you saw me inject them. I gave them Kronos. Um, uh, so, so that same thing would happen, you know, in their, you know, they're still there in their minds. It will never end for them. They're going to live that last horrible moment forever. Yeah. Uh, very scary. Yeah. Eternity of torture is, is uh, very scary. I'd prefer not to be tortured for eternity, actually. Sure. Yeah, don't, am, don't am me up, buttercup. Yeah. You know, 
I, I would like to keep my mouth and and not scream. Mm-hmm. I have a mouth and I do not scream. And I intend to scream. <laughs> yes. I don't. I hope to never scream. That's yeah. my. That's my. Uh, you know. That's the. That's the life right there. <laughs> um, you know, back at the psychiatrist's office, he's giving you the injection, and he taunts you about the nickname, like, "Oh, you're the big mighty dragon." Mm-hmm. Uh, you say you're not the dragon. You met the real one, and they're like, "He's like, oh shit!" Like, we know somebody who meets that subscri- description. Um, you have to take the dragon out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a public service. That guy's a monster. You know, go kill him. Yes. Um, and so you get the dossier for him. Uh, he's going to be hiding out at this uh, kind of like high-profile Chinatown casino. Um, mm-hmm. And we go and we play a very simplified roulette at unimpeachable uh, Chen's House of Legitimate Wagers. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, again, it's funny all of a sudden for yeah. some reason. <laughs> Like, uh, it's also a very funny uh, roulette thing where it's like, it's all double or nothing. It's a 50-50 chance. Yeah. <laughs> the casino itself is gambling. Yeah. Like, when he built this place, yeah. Unbeatable well, Chen was, was doing a gamble. Yep. We're just, just going to see a 50-50 odds payoff. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm a dead man. <laughs> Didn't account for needing to pay rent. Uh-oh. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny oh god yeah. <laughs> um so, this is this is a cool it's it's like that uh it's it's like the the casino they go to in uh vegas vacation where they're playing so war. Vegas, uh, vegas yeah, vacation. They're playing, they're, i almost want to watch it just for the show oh, it's it's really bad <laughs> it's not good yeah, a legendarily bad movie uh-huh. uh i'll watch it if you watch flintstones viva rock vegas <laughs> Uh, that's worse. That 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 is that is worse. I've seen both of those, Gary. Oh shit! <laughs> so, uh, they go they go to they go to a uh, casino where they're playing like war and playing uh, like rock paper scissors. Uh, oh, you mentioned that before. Yeah. Like the very low. That's that's a very funny idea. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's this it's this real simple 50-50 odds. And of course you're gonna be using your time, uh your time dilation, uh power your 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 time powers to uh to mm-hmm. you know see where the ball is going to land and then and then uh pick that. Um I like that the uh the croupier calls you a ding dong daddy from Dumas. Uh, <laughs> this is very funny. Yeah, you're a regular ding dong daddy from Dumas. <laughs> and then you had to get in the high rollers room, which you need a hundred thousand dollars in chips, but it it only has five digits. Mm-hmm. In the thing so you have 900 you know ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and the guard's like well i guess that i'll let you in that they don't call me lenny the lenient for nothing <laughs> that's what you and want like, being your laughing bouncer loud at this yeah <laughs> i'm like is this this is the same fucking thing that like two seconds ago the little girl was like mr you was too drunk to yeah. let me in and stay in your house while i was getting abused by daddy and you can be like you weren't bad i was the one who was bad <laughs> like, like, what is happening <laughs> pick a <laughs> lane boring, man. yeah because it's it's if, if the whole game was like this, if it was like self-aware and making fun of itself and all uh-huh. these cliches, I think it would have worked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It never tried to squeeze pathos. Right. Out of anything. No cool. No, you know, when, when snow or the dragons show up and are supposed to be the baddest ass thing in the world, mm-hmm. just play them for comedy. Make them Jathan state, state them and spy mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And that would have been uh, basically, basically if you're going to be if you're going to be playing with these ingredients that you know kind of you know don't necessarily work for for, for us do, do a god hand where anybody yeah. who tries to look cool is actually just a fucking doofus it, it is the experience of like eating an ice cream salad 
you know, it's like I want a big, beautiful mixed greens with like a vinaigrette and some blueberries and a couple scoops of dark chocolate ice cream. Whoa. It's kind of vile what it ends up feeling like. Well, um, you know, some chocolate lettuce. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we cut over as, you know, as we, as we get into the back, we cut to the dragon, uh, talking to somebody in a strange mask. Um, they're trying to stop the Kronos from returning to the market. Uh, this person, they're not named in the game, but, uh, the developer calls them headhunter. This is, they're, they're, they're both people who have uh, been subject to Kronos. They're, they're, they're other nulls. Um, and you know, the, the dragon, this blonde samurai is motivated by, by revenge. He wants to get back at the people who made them into monsters, but they're both running out of time because the supply of Kronos is running out. They don't have the hookup that you have. It's very weird that we're talking about this game in synchronic in the same, uh, same week. Yeah. A little bit, you know, in terms of, in terms of the time drug suite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we break in, uh, the dragon runs away. We kill this masked boss who's here and the scene does its usual replay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of it, uh, the masked person is alive um, and says like, what the hell? You were dead. Mm-hmm. He smoke bombs away and says, this is not over. Yeah. So that's what happens when two nulls, <laughs> when two yes. nulls fight, they, they both come out alive because they like, they're literally, it is just a battle of wills until the drug runs out. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get a more proper null boss fight. Yes. Uh, a little bit later. Yeah. Um, we grab a tape here that says prison security, armed guards rush in and we have to fight through the streets and arcades to get out. Um, we're introduced to shielded enemies mm-hmm. here. We had to roll behind them and get an attack behind the, you know, from behind to land yeah. a hit, uh, not too odious, but hard when they're in mix ups. Yeah. I very think. hard when they're in mix ups. And also like, I, I wish that there was a little bit more of a protracted animation on their turns. Because oftentimes, like, you know, especially if they've got two of them coming at you from, like, opposite uh, opposite directions, like they will often have, um, it would just kind of feel, like, extremely unreliable um, and and fiddly whether or not they would uh, turn around to track me as I rolled behind them. Yeah. Like, it should have been a little bit more of a process. If I did it under time slowdown. Yes. Because the window was really, really short. Yeah. So that, 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 that felt a, a little bit unbalanced, um, and a little bit sloppy in a game that is generally not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, this also introduces, uh, police cars and SWAT van, vans rolling up to unload enemies. So there's, there's more ambush in this mm-hmm. than anything else. Like you usually do not know everyone you're fighting. Uh, a car just pulls up and brings out more guys throughout the level. Mm-hmm here and it's 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 fine a little bit later it gets annoying near the end but it is fine early on Mm -hmm. yeah generally uh everything here is made up of a bunch of small rooms with lots and lots of throwables uh which is nice um uh but uh most of the floors are made out of wood that shatters which draws attention so you're going to be uh dealing with a lot of people crossing multiple rooms to get to you so it's difficult to Mm -hmm. uh set up to you know to, to, to to set up an absolutely like airtight plan uh, for taking care of stuff. So the uh, the cop cars and SWAT vans end up surrounding you at the end. Um, and the lead cop turns into the mask figure and they do this long soliloquy about life and death. Um, when, you know, if you choose one, it is mutually exclusive. You don't get the other. Uh, the other one's like, yeah, Beavis. Um, and uh, you get to choose. If you choose death, the game ends. And yeah. it's weird because it betrays death as a good thing. It's like... It says if you do uh, death, it will be uh, save the person you're going to protect. Like mm-hmm. you will die for the one you protect. Yes. Um, 
yeah, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's, that just kill, kills you. Yes, it, uh, it, it, it 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 kills you. What you want to do is you know choose life, you know, and assume the the silver mask of death for yourself, meaning you're going to live in a bunny you know, and somebody else will die. You know, turns out that it's the enemies here. Like all of the uh, all of the cops fall over dead at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the psychiatrist is very upset. Hey, you killed like a bunch of cops. There's going to be dire consequences. It's never true. Um, you go to the house. The girl, while she stayed at your house, she cleaned up. And says like, hey, can I watch this prison security tape? She says, no. She's like, can we go get a movie? You show up. I love like she wants to watch a cartoon. You could literally be like, well, I already had a movie on hold. So no. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, it's my house. I get to choose the mouth. Yeah. The movie, you know? Yep. Very funny. <laughs> the great Santini again. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, Salo. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's a it's a samurai movie. Yeah. That you yeah. Watch. Yeah. With her, and she's really grossed out by the blood. But like any good parent, you're like, "Buck up, idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll, you'll be fine. Uh, just preparing you for when life attacks. You're old enough to to eat fish paste. You're old enough for coffin flops. <laughs> um, we wait for her to go to sleep. Uh, and, uh, she, you, we put on the tape mm-hmm. and then the tape is the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And we're playing somebody different. <laughs> this is, this is us, uh, going through the, uh, going through the dragon, the real dragons, um, uh, spree that we walked in and saw the aftermath of. Um, mm-hmm. so we're, you know, it starts out, we got some guards in the prison talking about this in- inmate, uh, who's about ready to testify. Uh, it's Fahyuan, the, you know, the guy that, uh, we were sent to kill a while back, just rem- rem- you know, reminding you, Hey, here's, here's, you know, what you were about to get. Um, and as they're talking about like, Hey, shouldn't we have some beefed up security of this guy? So high profile, the dragon blows through the wall. Um, just, just, just fucking jumps out and does a huge cum shot. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, kills those fuckers. Um, but yeah, uh, to, to, you know, to taking these guys out and we're introduced to the dragons kind of, uh, unique mechanic here, which is the ability to freeze line to, to freeze time and then draw a line outward, uh, towards like this, uh, radius around, around you. Um, and then kind of do this slash through a line of enemies, uh, and that's what this whole uh, this whole level is going to rely upon. This did not work for me. Uh, <laughs> this yeah. this this felt a little sloppy. Uh, a lot of the time, it felt unpredictable um, uh, as as to when it would be like ready and available for me. Um, and the cooldowns kind of uh, c- conflicted with each other, uh, meaning I died a lot uh, for things that I did not feel like I should have died for. Yeah, I, I found this very hard as well. Yeah. Um, if you're an Isaac American, Binding of Isaac American, this is the same thing that uh, Tainted Judas does okay. as his mechanic, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it works better there because you have a lot more, uh, you get items and stuff, you get other things mm-hmm. to deal with. Yeah. Um, the cooldown of this is much longer yeah. than you're used to. Um, and afterwards, you're still on like an attack cooldown. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time just kind of jumping around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, scrounge around. I also found this really hard. Yeah. So I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you also get like just, you know, ton, tons of guards with shields and guns, 
Um, yeah. you know, you're like, they're going to drop you in a, in a choke point, And this is an attack that can only necessarily like work in one direction. So like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I can go left or right. No matter which way I go, I'm going to be at the far end, you know, away from all these enemies who are going to shoot at me with no time, a slow down juice left and also no ability to attack, um, as well. Yeah. So like just, uh, just making that choice and setting yourself up for failure, no matter which way you go. And then just doing like little hops around as your meters fill up. Just a lot of a lot of that that I didn't care for. What's kind of weird is that you're they're starting you over with a new verb set, but the enemy difficulty is continuing apace. Yes, from the next from the last level. So like, I think I just would have preferred to be ramped up into this new move set a little bit. It, it would have been nice to have a to, to have a bit of a ramp, a uh, bit of a ramp up, uh, and also like we've yeah. been in this area before. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, so you reach the cell uh, and interrogate the prisoner for na- for names. He's been out of the game for a really long time, basically since the war. Uh, so he gives the name Josh Rose. Uh, he was already been assassinated by this point. That was our first uh, our first mark uh, that we did at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also mentions like, hey, somebody named Al Kasim is involved in all of this. Yeah. Um, he hasn't. He doesn't know a whole lot more because he hasn't talked to anyone but his attorney for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's like, you know, I don't think anybody has the the resources to manufacture Kronos anymore, but if anyone does, it's Al Kasim and someone named Leon Von Alverslibin. Alvin Slibin. Uh, yes. Yeah. Alvin Slibin. Uh, so you, you can spare him or kill him. I kill him by drowning him in the toilet. Everybody who had anything to do with this drug has to go. left samurai is walking to the psychiatrist's door and he gets a phone call saying like hey kill leon van elvin schlibben at the slaughterhouse when he asks who's calling this your your questions will be answered mm-hmm. uh just yeah that's not really an answer to this no. direct question i just asked you <laughs> you actually uh, asked me to kill somebody like <laughs> oh it, it, it's a classic video game thing of kill somebody and get an answer. Yes. That sounds like a joke, but that is the structure of a lot of video games. It is. Um, yeah. no. uh, so you just, you decide to take it and you leave. Yeah. Um, when we uh, get through it, we fight through kind of one screen at the slaughterhouse here and there's a room with a TV monitor on it and we get Leon. Uh, Leon's real over the top mm-hmm. uh, as a character here. Um, you know, this is a testing ground for the null facility, you know, null project. So the idea is here, there's going to be like lots of sense fortress that's like traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. just, you know, t- testing people for their suitability. You're saying, Hey, I want to test you. Um, and we kind of get footage of him. It looks like he is, uh, uh, posting up at a sniper nest and we see a crosshair mm-hmm. appear on the screen, uh, kind of over, uh, over a main character, over a samurai, uh, when you avoid the shot, he says, interesting, proceed on um, the door opens. Yeah. Uh, you can actually like get through a lot of the stage um, uh, without triggering Leon and without getting uh, without getting a lot of this uh, kind of story content uh, and consequently the crosshair chasing you um, by cutting the lines of the cameras. I only read about this afterwards, but I, yeah, uh, yeah, on, I did not do that on every screen. It ended up being the case that uh, that Leon was going to be here. And boy, do I hate this crosshair. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it just, it's an overhead. Yeah. Like uh, the way it actually feels, um, I can't remember if you got, I think you did get this far in Gungeon where there are the levels where the, the hammers yeah. uh, hover over you and slam down and create mm-hmm. the shockwave. Yeah. yeah. Where you have to dodge out of them, but you, you also, it feels like that. Yeah. On top of everything I'm doing, it just ends up being a layer of. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and so like, I, I appreciate, I don't know. I don't know. Do I appreciate what they're trying to do? It feels like they are trying to mix up, uh, because you know, they're still throwing really difficult situations at you. They're throwing lots of, uh, security lasers, you know, lots of different kinds of enemies. Uh, I think this is where, where you get like machine gun guys, uh, as, as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, it's, it, it's really tough. And like, I'm trying to concentrate on planning. Um, and trying yeah. to execute these things, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm so concentrated on trying to execute the, uh, what, what's happening. I'm not looking at my character. I'm looking at everybody else. And while I'm looking away from the character, the crosshair comes in and poof, kills me. And then I have yeah. to restart. Right. And yeah. so like what ends up happening is it's almost like your character, like has a really short, like, like, like bathroom meter. And it's like, Oh no, I was going to go in and fight you, but now I have to be, and now, and then now it's going to end. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it, you know, it's, uh, I, I think I, I think I'm, you know, generally with you. Like I, I found this stage really, really hard and, and spoilers, like this is basically, you know, the, <laughs> almost the climax of the game. Yes. Like yeah. we're almost near the end. So the, the difficulty ramp up makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, in respect. I think what I was feeling was kind of the like creaks and groans of expanding this, uh, kind of combat system mm-hmm. to add as many complications as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to this and me wanting to, because of the length of the game, feeling like I didn't get enough, like something we talked about, we talk about a lot on bonfire side chat is how, uh, it is important late in a dark souls game for there just to be regular hollow enemies. Yeah. You know, uh, to be part of the mix ups, in part because you can do interesting new things with them, but also partly because it ends up providing contrast. Like you have the, the low level of challenge mm-hmm. of, of hitting Goombas, even if they're slightly more complicated Goombas at the same time, while you're dealing with these more difficult things mm-hmm. and the, the difficulty ramp up in Katana zero just feels like it is just a ramp. Yeah. Um, you know, every stage feels more difficult and you know, in this stage and the next one, there are just the regular dudes. Mm-hmm. who show up, but they're so much more rare mm-hmm. and such a smaller part of things. Like I'm never just dealing with a cool fun room where I get to kind of stomp it. Yeah. Everything is, what if we threw this complication on top of this complication on top of this complication? And that's, that's what game design does, right? Like I, I get that. It just ends up feeling like there needed to be a little bit like better pacing in like a micro level. Yeah. You know, even within the stage, I wanted to have a little bit more uh, push and pull mm-hmm. between those two things. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think the point that I was winding up to earlier, and I just I just kind of talked around it, is the addition of the crosshair on this. That feels like an, uh, they're throwing a complication on that is actually at, at odds with what's cool about the rest of the game, actually. Yeah. The, you know, the, the iteration and uh, um, planning that you're doing, you know, to, you know, kind of deal to deal with stuff. Um, it's just kind of like, oh, what if you just kind of like died in the middle of this for basically no reason? Yeah. yeah. Like what, you know, I'm already juggling, like, yes, you can throw another ball onto the juggle pile, but juggling is mm-hmm. already pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm looking at those balls. I don't want to look at this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a new throwable here, which I do like, mm-hmm. uh, which are remote bombs. We can attach these to people and then blow them up when they're hanging out with their friends. Yep. <laughs> which I like, uh, your boy bombs as it were. Um, 
it's really difficult though. Yeah. Um, after we get through some just basic, like very difficult, you know, tons of lasers, tons of conveyor belts and stuff. Yeah. Um, we get to the final test, uh, which is a chamber. Um, this I find really fucking difficult. Yeah. Um, the first phase, not so much. There are these like Contra esque, uh, smashing machines that come from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, the safe spots are lit just a little bit and you can dive into them. You want to be using slow-mo mm-hmm. uh, here because you don't have very much time. What drives me nuts is the uh, second and third phase of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the second phase doors open on either side where enemies pop out and you have a timer mm-hmm. uh, here. We have to kill them within a certain amount of time. The, so it, it's doors on either side of you almost always. Yeah. 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 So, uh, um, you know, need, needing to, I mean, it's, it's, it's really like a, can you conserve, can you conserve your time slow down, um, for when it really matters in the middle of these fights? And if you run out, uh, how, how, you know, how do you feel about, uh, yeah. about parrying some of these shots, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and also new waves don't necessarily, uh, wait for the previous guy to start or the, for the previous no. wave to all, all be dealt with. Uh, so you end up with, uh, with a little bit of a pile up if you don't deal with everybody very quickly. Um, and each of these phases, um, they're additive. Uh, there's like a boss fight that you go into that has a checkpoint right before it here, but all three of these phases, um, you know, if you die in any of them, you have to start back at the beginning. Yep. Uh, third phase is also really hard. Uh, the sniper crosshair comes back. Um, it's going to fire faster at the same time banks of lasers sweep past back and forth. Mm-hmm. So you have to dodge through those, uh, but time it. So you're not on cooldown when the uh, crosshair is going to shoot you. Yes. Yeah. Um, bummer. Uh, when you, uh, get through it, he runs, uh, he pops up on the screen. He runs on the survival perc- percentages of these different nulls, alpha nulls, uh, beta nulls and gamma nulls. Um, you're a gamma null cause you have a hundred percent survivability. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are people who were given chronos from birth uh, while their pituitary glands were still soft mm-hmm. uh, and became gods of the battlefield. Yes. Um, you know, we should have won the war, but the, the, the chronos and null programs are both failures. Right. Um, and uh, he shoots a bunch of barrels in the next uh, the next room over and says, you know, you're not going to be getting any chronos here today. You may have thought this is going to be yeah. a big payday, but uh, no, no, uh, no, no dice. Um, yeah. he says, Hey, there's nothing here for you. You can slash, you know, you have to slash the power line to the display in the room here, um, to make the door at the far end open. This is a, this is a lab. That's actually like a, like a cryo room. Uh, it's all, it's all cold. It seems like Leon is nowhere to be found until you turn off this cryo unit at the far end. And, uh, he stumbles out, uh, and then quickly crumbles into a, into a dust skeleton. <laughs> Incredible animation. Yes on that like that just looks really good mm-hmm. um the uh there's also he has tapes here yeah. where we can review like he's been watching all of uh you know we've seen we can see all of our past levels like mm-hmm. he's got the tapes here which we yeah. can put in um and he also has the tapes uh that were playing his uh uh broadcasts yeah so we can play those as well um the psychologist calls and says hey why didn't you come in today um, why did you destroy the Oma Garnigal? You destroyed that police squadron last night. Oh, you, <laughs> um, we ignore this and go back to our apartment. Um, the girl welcomes you home. Uh, she says, Hey, listen, I found something kind of neat. Takes you up to the roof and she can see this. You can see this view of the city. And she's like, well, you show me this, the whole city someday, daddy. And you say, no, I'm going to take you something even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like area two. And he's like, no, even better than that. Mm-hmm. And he takes off his war medal, shows it to her and throws it on the street being like, I used to, 
have to remind myself of something that I I did good once, but I have other reminders now. Yeah. Uh, implying it's her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, this little girl. Uh, very, very quick. Mm-hmm. You know, like for a game that is so slow with its storytelling, like I did not feel like this was earned. Yeah. Um, it's also a real weird thing to be like, this was my medal that reminded me of the good I did in the war. And that war is a stand in for Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is not, not really how Vietnam vets work. Right. <laughs> uh, my, my understanding. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't, we did, we did send people there to that war to lose. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't support them. And it was one of our greatest national embarrassments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a good job with that war. No, no. And, and the fact that he looks at this and says, this makes me redeemable as a person while also like living with PTSD and, you know, you know, some nights, you know, uh, every night I go back there and I'm in, and I'm in the jungle. Like, n- no, you were a, like, you didn't do anything good. And like, you've never talked about it. The only time the war has come up is when you have tried to get respect from people who like disrespected yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it is, it is a weird beat. Uh, it is playing and it, it is, cacophonous that is playing in a different key than the rest of the story actually it, it makes me wonder if there is a website out there that does um like does like veteran reads of video games i'd be curious you know? yeah because yeah because like as a class of people it's not the you know one that we hear from mm-hmm. very often yeah like they, they're they're utilized a lot as a tool mm-hmm. like politically but in terms of how they're treated in media we don't get a lot of that yeah uh, you know, and like, I would love to have somebody who has strong feelings and education about this, what they think about what this game has to say about veterans mm-hmm. and people, you know, PTSD and people who are in war, because my guess is that it's not particularly good. Yeah. You know, in terms of, of a message or, or way that it's portraying this it, stuff. It, it feels like it is, it, it is playing with dangerous toys lightly. Yes, I say I say da- I say dangerous only to say like oh you know it's just it's it's high stakes it's about real shit. yeah like I like real real people <laughs> real things people have actually actually uh, yeah. kind of gone through and lived through not this particular war but I don't know um, maybe I'm a little bit raw about Afghanistan you know given yeah. we're recording this in the summer of 2021 <laughs> even even that aside like it, it's drawing two direct comparisons yes. to Vietnam to ignore it. Yeah, you know, like if the idea is, oh, it's just a fictional war. Uh, you you played that the homage is too close. Yes, you know, so it just it is real weird. Like this note felt very weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and she's like, oh, can we stay on the roof for a little while? And you say yes. You know, she's sleepy. She doesn't want the men in the masks to come back. You know, like I promise not to let the men in the mask get you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the day of judgment morning uh the girl made us food out of the only things in our fridge which are fish head and protein paste mm-hmm. uh pretty nasty yeah um and gives you her toy you know uh she doesn't need it because she has you like again really throw it on the saccharin yes here. yeah uh the psychiatrist uh says that if we even make the slightest mistake from now on our relationship is over and my supply is cut off uh i broke his composure by saying like hey i'm a null right uh, yeah. you know, that whole, uh, uh, Leon von Alban Sleeman. Yeah. Uh, now I'm the one asking questions. So what's the deal? Yeah. Uh, what's kind of frustrating about this is you can do this earlier once you have other information and he just kind of cuts you off and sends you on your way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause the game just stops you from pressing him. Uh, here's the time when the game allows you, mm-hmm. uh, to press him. Um, it reveals that there's no, uh, there's no record of who you were before the null program. Um, you had the profile of aggression and, uh, psychopathy 
as a kid, which made you a gamma candidate. So basically, they're recruiting from like the bad kids. Yes, uh, is the idea here to turn them into child soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can try to de- deny being a psychopath, but no matter which option you pick, it ends. You know, it glitches out and says, you know, like, no, I love killing. You know, yeah. You can try to say like I only kill because I have to, or et cetera. But no, it's just a. It is a fact about this character uh, that he loves yeah. killing. Um, you know, the psychiatrist says, you know, there's just enough Kronos to keep you alive as long as you stay compliant. You know, again, reminding that you are completely under his thumb and our mission is to eliminate the threat of Kronos coming back onto the market. Like the government played with this and fucked up. And, you know, the people that we've been trying to take out are people who have been, you know, trying to uh, bring it back. Not entirely the case that, you know, we mm-hmm. had whistleblowers and people who just kind of found it too. <laughs> yeah he's yeah. like this guy's not on the up and up no like no. he's the secret boss of the game yeah um your dossier at this point is to destroy any personnel and sensitive material in al research bunker mm-hmm. um so it's not an individual target uh when we head here the one who is the clerk at the hotel is working here now if she's alive if you were rude to her if she ends alive. up if you're rude to her and she points out the cops she ends up being killed by a cleanup crew yeah uh, this is where she says, you know, oh, I couldn't find the anime you said your costume was from, but I love anime. Can we watch it together sometime? And you can say anime is a path I walk alone, <laughs> uh, which is a funny joke. That is very good. And then when you leave, she calls, she's like, oh, he's so, and then uses, it's not Sundare, but it's one of those. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, a personality shorthand word. It's some kind of, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, this stage is a bunch of one room levels like you're going down um, in elevators. It, it, mm-hmm. Weirdest elevators only from one floor to another. <laughs> yep. I'm only on one side. Yep. So the, the experience of walk going up this building is walking the entire building. <laughs> yep. Instead of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a nightmare. <laughs> like, a pole would be more convenient. <laughs> you, you know, a ladder is more convenient than this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, that's that's fine. Video games can have a logical spaces. It's just yeah. very fun if you if you think about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, just like little challenging rooms, nothing nothing like complicated, no multi floor kind of things like we've been dealing with. Like one of the floors is just to guide a machine gun nest, and you have to you know uh, both slash bullets and then dodge through a volley to close the distance to get near them. You have to do both. It's not just one or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, when you get to the final room, we get to the elevator, but there's a guy in a suicide vest there. He blows it up. Send us back to the nightmare shed. Um, <laughs> a shadowy figure uh, that you know we thought was the girl turns out to be the young version of you. Mm-hmm. And the scientist runs in to warn you, but a military dude comes in and shoots him and knocks the kid out. Uh, he goes to the computer at the far end of the, she- the scene, and the, uh, the it glitches out. Yeah. Here. Um, you wake up, you know, after the explosion, jump down the elevator shaft as the two masks talk to each other, talking about how excited they are that the first act is drawing to a close. I had no idea this game was going to be like part one of three or whatever. Mm-hmm. At this point, I lost my mind when I saw this. I yeah. was like, do, do I have eight more hours of this? <laughs> like, <laughs> did how long hold did, up? Uh, we've been relying yeah. on how long to be for 10 years, the entire run of the show, Gary. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 it tends to be pretty, uh, pretty iffy. Cause it doesn't tend to count deaths. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's something that like ends up being, so I was like, wait, 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 you know, is the <laughs> wait, fact wait. that I've been playing it this long just because I, I suck, uh-huh. you know? Oh, that, that's oh. real, that's real clever. Uh, it, it works, yeah. the, it works the subjective, uh, subjective experience of time right into it, like down to the bones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it turns out there's just going to be a to be continued. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and the next room here is, uh, you know, that you end up finding down is this long series of stairwells, really heavily guarded. Uh, you know, this is like the, the, the last of the actual, you know, the, the last of the actual like levels that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get to the, the uh, a part of the bunker that is uh, more opulent. Yes. And uh, these last combat screens are very big mm-hmm. uh, that we'll be dealing with. Um, we use a room with like several doors in the background and the headhunter guy attacks. Um, they have this laser gun that can do these big sweeps. Um, and when we uh, hit them, land a hit, they throw an explosive that makes them disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to do it again, kind of over and over. Um, after we hit them three times, goons come rushing out of the background. Uh, between each of hits so it's escalating to a second phase here yeah yeah um we get to the end of the first phase and the head head under uh scatters the floor with a bunch of bombs uh you have to uh jump at the uh, right time in order to avoid this or else you go back to the beginning of the boss fight and have to hit her three hit her three times and fight all the uh the mooks in between uh uh, that happened to me i just i got caught off guard by that thinking i was done uh and it was a real thumb in my eye uh, to have to do it all over again. Well, it's very similar to like the gotcha throwing the ambush at the end of the level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you're not, I don't think you're really intended to understand what to do. Yeah. With, with those bombs when you first see them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's a bummer. Uh, yeah. It it also happened to me and it's like, you know, we, we, we've talked about, you know, as people who've podcasted about the Dark Souls games, we've talked a lot about what the value is of sustained performance. Mm-hmm. You know, like the idea that you make you make you start over to do it from the beginning because the task is not just jumping over the bombs. The task is, can you do all of it? Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that ends up like usually bringing in a layer of fatigue yeah. to things like it's a, it, it ends up testing endurance in yeah. a way, um, even if that's not even if it's like on a relatively short thing. Like this is just three yeah. phases you're about to, meant to do in a row. Mm-hmm. It still ends up feeling like uh, endurance. Yeah. Me. And that's never something I'm interested in having tested. Call call me call me weak. Call me impatient, uh if you if you want to. Uh the second fatigue is thrown at me. Um and my option to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you should see how much I sleep, man. Yeah. It's it's like twelve uh, hours a day. Like Oh, I, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I but but uh but like you said that's a real dangerous element to throw throw in um you know in a, a fictional world where i'm not playing these as my as my job and i feel compelled to finish them so i can you know record these episodes with uh you know some kind of authority uh, mm-hmm. uh you know at least having seen all of it uh what you're playing with is me turning it off uh, and going to play something else that is not uh, that 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 is not fatiguing me. There needs to be something yeah. else really, really cool and good in the bargain for me to uh, for me to like that. Uh, like fatigue it, in art can be good, you know. I mentioned earlier, pathologic. That is a that is a fucking uh, ordeal of a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also very different than this, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, and it's not the same thing as just being over challenge, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just about the challenge being drawn from repeating a thing I know how to do. Yes. Um, flashback to like, you know, bonfire side chat, Sekiro season mm-hmm. talking about sword St. Ishan, uh, and you know, having the first phase of that, that's Genichiro. And then the set, the, the first phase of sword St. Ishan being pretty easy. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and the experience of doing these things I knew how to do again, some people are very jazzed by that. Yeah. Like they just feel really good, like executing on that mastery. For me, I don't want to do things twice. Repetition uh, diminishes. I mean, this is yeah. kind, of, kind of, kind of a, uh, we talked about that with, uh, with Ashen on Bonfires like yeah. chat. It feels like it's kind of a little bit of a theme ran into this with, uh, with Yoma Wari, a game I streamed here, uh, recently on, on, on X crank live. Um, yeah. Uh, repetition diminishes whatever it is, yes. whatever it is put up against, uh, in, in my experience. Specifically, if it's repetition based on execution. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, for fun, I've been playing uh, pathfinder Kingmaker. Like I got past the, the initial hump on that. I, I love yep. the title of that. Pathfinder Kingmaker. Pathfinder Kingmaker. Door Soldier Kicker, Spy. Crown Taker. <laughs> spy. <laughs> yeah. I got to remember when door kickers and crown takers came out around the same time. It's crown taker. Oh, someone who takes crowns. Uh, but I've been playing uh, that game, which is surprisingly difficult. Like that mm -hmm. is, that is a rigorous video game. Yeah. Um, but it, because it allows me to save whenever, uh -huh. um, I get to get through a part, save, and then tackle the next part. And if I'm doing it again, it is not road execution. It's not just like, what are my reflexes doing? Yeah. I know what to do. Can I just do it fast enough? Mm -hmm. It is, oh, that didn't work. Let me try it again. Yeah. You know, which is, which is what I want. And that's what this game wants to be, or is kind of the fiction of this game is like, that didn't yeah. work. Let me try it again. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it comes down to execution rather than strategy. Yeah. And this, this dodge improving this dodge is just how fast can, is your reaction time dealing with the surprise? Yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world or anything. It's not like my least favorite part of the game. Even it's just really endemic of like a way to do difficulty that I don't like very much. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I I love a difficult encounter. Just let me use my brain to try it a different way rather than just, hey, can you press the button at the right yeah. speed? You know, and I'm you just know. I'm just borrowing points from other shows that we do at this point. But difficulty is an end, you know, like yeah. the, the, there are multiple different ways to get there, not all of which are, you know, uh, equally good or interesting. You know, it's yeah. it's actually a little bit frustrating that we only have one word uh, to 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 express being, you know, something that stymies you on the way to a victory condition. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, like difficulty ends up being the neutral way and then like fatiguing or frustrating. Or yeah, like, yeah. You know, there, there are things you can use to kind of add that negative spin to it, but it's still worth articulating like mm -hmm. what makes it frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And for, you know, for this, it just I felt blindsided. And then had something that I knew how to do. I just had to do again. Yeah. Did it take a really long time? No. Uh, mm -hmm. But was it really fun for me to do it? You know, I ended up doing it twice. I got caught uh, just making a mistake in execution mm -hmm. before the bomb the second time. And I just ended up being like, just the feeling was very demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the, her attack pattern is really predictable in the first, in the first phase. So it really yeah. is just kind of like a memorization thing. Okay. She's going to do a sweep and I need to get over here. Cause she's going to do this. Um, and the, and the next one is going to be a little bit more random, but, uh, this first phase that you're doing over and over again, um, it's kind of like, no, you messed up on Simon. Um, yeah, do it, do, do it again. The secret boss, which I didn't fight, but I watched on YouTube feels like it's entirely that. Yeah. Like it's, it's very, uh, just learn the pattern and, and do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The real, uh, re real um, sands at the end of the genocide run of Undertale kind of thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not interested in that, you yeah. know, not for me. Yeah. So the bombs go off and you drop down to kind of this lower floor. There's a, there, there's a vault, uh, in the background, uh, and headhunter realizes, you know, through the fight, like, okay, you're, you're still alive. You, you need to be a gamma. 
um, and she is surprised that I don't recognize her uniform. Uh, she thought that uh, she and 15, uh, the dragon, the blonde haired guy, were the only null who were left. Uh, Alcacine was paying her in Kronos to kill people. Kind of uh, exactly the same thing that has been going on with you. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so then we fight her again. Uh, this time it's it's more difficult, uh, you know, more randomly generated. Um, you know, she'll do these laser sweeps as she jumps through the air, which are really difficult to dodge through, especially if you've tapped your your time slowdown juice. Mm-hmm. Um, when you finish her, she says like, hey, you know, kill the people who did this to us. Like, get, get revenge. Um, we can't, there's a vault that we can't get into because it has a retinal scanner. So we cut off her head, pick it up mm-hmm. and unlock it. Uh, you know, and inside the vault, there's a strange child and she flashes to be the girl from the apartment. And then now, uh, we're in the shed and the child is a younger version of us. And we have an option to kill the child. Mm-hmm. Um, I wait out the timer, uh, and you can keep waiting out the time, the timer mm-hmm. over and over, uh, which is what I did because killing the child seems bad. I don't yeah. know what happens if you just say yes, sir. Yeah. To this. Yeah. We don't know who this kid is. This is just kind of out of nowhere. We know that we've been told to leave nobody left, you know, to leave nobody alive. Uh, this is the psychiatrist yeah. kid. Um, yeah. is, uh, is who it is. Um, Wait, so actually it's not, is it not uh, confirmed by world of God, word of God. Okay. Uh, you know, in TV tropes terms, again, I'm just pulling from that. Cause I, I read through that thing to see what I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, uh, the developers have confirmed this is not the psychiatrist. Kid. Oh, so it's just a, it's just another kid. It's a, it's some kind of breadcrumb for part two of three or part two of 10 or whatever they're going to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the interface on this, as you're trying to wait this out, gets, uh, gets pretty good. Like you just, uh, on, on each loop as the timer fills up, there are more kill the child buttons on the screen. Um, yeah. But you know, if, if I wasn't playing this on switch, I wanted to take a, a screenshot of that because <laughs> it's very like, uh, very, very, uh, a vapor wave of the times for an aesthetic. <laughs> yep um yeah but uh uh you know you wait and then if you if you uh run down the clock you uh you run out of the uh you run out of this uh mm-hmm. and uh like unless you get the final uh unless you get like the secret boss this is the this is like the the, the end of the mechanical part of the game the rest of what we see yeah. is is cutscene yep uh so we head back to the psychiatrist's office where he's reading through his desk like looking for his bug out bag basically uh, yelling at you, you know, he's saying, you know, I, I, what have you done? I can't get a hold of my daughter. That's why you think it's his, his daughter would make mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and we confront him, you know, about the reality of the dream. And he says like, you know, you're not a patient. You're just a goddamn junkie. Uh, and you start beating him up. Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, calls you a uh, subhuman and you smash his head in. Um, if you did the secret stuff, this is where the boss fight starts. Yeah. Um, should we talk about that here? Just I just watched it and play it. But... Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let, let, let let's do that. I didn't see the st- the the story stuff around it. Uh, like like why that happens. I know he injects himself with something, and apparently turns yeah. into uh, it turns into a big Akira monster. Well, he turns into a psychic monster and then turns into a like a, a Akira Resident Evil monster. Mm-hmm. Like he's like you fool. You thought that Kronos was the only drug the government made. It also made drugs that turn people into nemesis and shit. <laughs> and he ejects himself and it's like a psychic like a floating fight that's mostly about deflection mm-hmm. uh, of like big arms that come through, and then it switches to a phase where you fight these eyeballs uh, in the dark, which looks really cool. Like it. Uh, bifurcates and then quads your your screen mm-hmm. so you're seeing multiple multiple versions then he seeing becomes like crusties. a gigantic like almost like blasphemous boss like a big lounging job the hut-esque flesh mass yeah yeah that's that that's the that's the face that i saw 
Yeah. Um, and she throws needles at you, mm-hmm. like attacks like the scarecrow in Arkham, kind of. Yeah. Um, it's cool looking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it it looks like it is, you know, I, I don't feel that bad that I missed it, but yeah. it is cool looking. Uh, this is also confirmed by the developers to be something that doesn't really happen. It's not literal. Yeah. It's a, you, you have the fight in your brain. Yeah. Makes, so. uh, makes sense. And, and like, and that explains why at the end of it, the, the, the psychiatrist is still just a human laying on the floor. Um, yeah. so the rest of the game can continue. Uh, you only yep. get that if you're as rude as possible to the psychiatrist at every point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after you bash his head in the room turns red, uh, you take some Kronos and you inject yourself three times. Um, you search his body and get the new Mecca government key card and get his desk to learn about a Kronos shipment at the new Mecca uh, experimental weapons facility. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a dossier here for your murder. Uh, you know, subject zero must be eliminated discreetly upon uh, questioning the role or knowledge of Kronos manufacture process. So he had, he had orders to kill you as soon as you got wise. Yes. Yeah. So learn whatever you learned on your missions and then, uh, and, and then, uh, take, take you out. Uh, yeah. so back at the apartment, uh, the cops are on the hall and they're talking with the landlady. Um, you know, someone broke into all the apartments, uh, and the person at the far end, what we assume is, uh, the you know, the girl's apartment. Uh, the person in there was killed. We think the girl's dad was dead. You know, one of the cops callously calls the man and, you know, junkie like, oh, you know, just uh, no, no great loss. Basically is what he's saying. Uh, you can ask like, where's the girl? Like there's no child here. The landlady very yeah. specifically doesn't rent to people with kids. This place is a shithole. Yeah. 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 Uh, the thing that makes me think that maybe there is a girl there is when you check in your apartment, there's a note that says a life for a life. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was a metaphysical uh, girl. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the cops try to question you and you, you run away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 they fire at you a couple times, but you're, but you, but you're gone. Um, yeah. and that's like the end of the present day. Um, we get a uh, we get a flashback to seven years ago to see what really happened um, in the in the murder shed um, in the the nightmare that we had. So you mm-hmm. know we have a little boy who is playing with the, the Leviathan toy. We can tell because it's glowing blue and he's messing with it. Um, and a scientist runs in and says, "Hey, null soldiers are here. You know, we're just mm-hmm. hide. You need to. You need to you know, go away. We're not." Yeah. Let me explain what that is real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no soldiers in here. Here's a source book. Read it really fast. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and then a soldier comes in uh, and shoots the scientist and uh, sabotages the machine at the back of the room, uh, and then kind of crosses the room and picks up the Leviathan toy and uh, the Leviathan toy and leaves. Um, it's unclear what happens to the kid. Yeah. Uh, we uh, step outside in this desert and get dialogue prompt to call the mission in as a success. We put the soldier pulls off the mask and uh Oh, it's us. Yeah. The kid, the, the kid wasn't you. Yeah. No, no, the, the kid was, you know, and thus the little girl might be just the ghost kid mm-hmm. that you're imagining of the, the child you murdered. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there is also a life for a life. Somebody wrote that note. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you 15 and dragon are all allied and, uh, the credit roll credits roll. Uh, we, uh, we had snow reporting a shadowy figure in a, to, reporting to a shadowy figure in a penthouse, penthouse office saying that V is dead. Gamma 15 killed him. The man says, I see, then we'll soon need to wage open war with the government. 
Mm-hmm. And then we get our to be continued. Yes. Uh, thing. Yeah. Um, more credits. And the very end of it, uh, the mask are interrogating the child. Yeah. Uh, so the comedy and tragedy masks have kidnapped your metaphysical daughter victim. <laughs> whatever yeah sorry the the daughter victim is very fun um i I do not know what else to call yeah yeah Yeah. um and that is katana zero uh leaving us with uh many with 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 many more stories that uh that uh, are gonna be told yeah yeah uh yeah i really it really feels like if you take the elements of this it seems like something I would like a lot more than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of coming away from it being like, oh, that's like a B minus and then never wanting to play it again. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just, you know, the, the core gameplay is fun, but I can, I feel like I can get versions of that elsewhere with more improvisation mm-hmm. and less like, you know, and it, it's funny because I was talking about it uh, just how it kind of felt like it was okay. And some people on you know Twitter, like, Oh, I was sure this was gonna like unseat hotline Miami for you. Mm. And on paper, there are a lot of things that it does that are stronger. Yeah. You know, uh, than Hotline Miami. Like, there is more variety. You have a defensive vocabulary. Um, there are, like, the, the way that their cheap shots feel different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, and, it, and it's more slickly put together than Hotline Miami. Like, it doesn't feel like it's as held together with, like, bailing wire, mm-hmm. you know, as that game does. At the same time, like, more than it just coming later, like, and we already having seen the neon, you know, drive aesthetic applied to a hyper-violent pixel game, it doesn't feel as, like, the extra narrative stuff and the stealth and, like, the little gameplay applications end up feeling impure to me, which is not usually a thing I feel about video games. Impure. Like, it takes, like, yeah, like, like it takes away from the, like, Hotline Miami feels very pure. I can get into a flow state. Yeah, yeah. With it because I'm I'm engaging with it in the same way. The rhythms in between levels are the same. The music works really well to kind of like almost synesthesia you yeah. into feeling what you're playing. The, the, you know? there, there's something about something that keeps this from being, you know, as good as Hotline Miami for me. And I'm, I'm talking, you know, strictly as like a memorable kind of like holistic experience. Like I this is this is more polished. And that's, you know, that, that's not without value. Something that is, I think, necessary to that kind of thing is the nausea that is associated with uh, with with Hotline Miami that just kind of pervades the entire thing. Um, yeah. and actually like ties in really well with the brutality of what, what, what happens of, of what you're actually doing, like the moral ambiguity <laughs> around it, um, is, you know, I think they're, they are implying that there's a lot of, you know, in Katana Zero, uh, the moral ambiguity only pops up, uh, when people are talking about what you're doing. I never feel like I'm doing anything more than playing a video game when I'm cutting these people down. Yes. Um, when yeah. I'm playing Hotline Miami, like, yes, I do get into that flow state. There's never a point where I'm not like disgusted with the entire affair, you know? <laughs> And I feel like Hala Miami is about that, that yeah. uh, dissonance, you know, that tension between like, I'm in this flow state, but it's also this like queasy, grotesque, uh, grotesque, like portrayal yeah. of violence. Every, and everything uh, from the visuals to the music, you know, um, adds up to that um, alongside yes. the play. Right. Well, and part of it is in Hala Miami, uh, you're not cool. No. no. Uh, you know, you're doing a cool thing, but you're, you're not a hero in that. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> I just, okay, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I, like, just, like, I just got a, I just bursting got a, into a door, throwing a knife, like, <laughs> right, you're doing right. cool action shit. I, just thinking about Charlie um, and Mac thinking, oh, he he eats people, badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, I just that, that caught me the, off guard. <laughs> so, so, so you're doing a badass thing, you know, but the game never feels like it feels like I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Or, or normal or good. And you can say like, oh, that's you reading into it. But then the game like introduces Helmet, who is like the more honorable version mm-hmm. of, of what you are yeah. in that game. Like it plays with it. And the two people who are the antagonists are just scumbag losers. Like yeah. that feels very intentional. Everything in Katana Zero is meant to be cool as hell. Yeah. Like they're, they're, it's a game with not one, but two zeros from Mega Man <laughs> X who show up. Yeah. And yeah. they worked like the people who go in for that kind of thing mm-hmm. are like, oh man, snow, snow and the dragon are so fucking cool. And they're nothing. Mm-hmm. They are nothing. There's nothing to them. Yeah. Like it, it just ends up feeling like very like impressed with itself and very celebratory of yeah. itself instead of condemning and maybe it's the masochism in me, but I would like to be uh, condemned. Yeah. I don't want, you know, something to think that I'm very cool for being like a psychopathic veteran murderer, mm-hmm. you know, but this, this game thinks you're so cool. Like it, it wants you to be very cool and you do nonstop cool, badass things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't, I don't care. I don't like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not as resonant to me as like, being being queasy and uneasy with a thing I'm enjoying and interrogating that that tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing I have, you know, I, I think I come out like a like a B B minus on this as well. Like, I it, it sounds, you know, I think we sound more harsh on this than it actually is. Kind of, kind of, just by, by by virtue of you know what we what 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 about a game can be conveyed in the format. You know, talking about yeah. it, you know, talking about it, you know, we're like, we're going to be focusing on the story. Um, and I think that is going to sound a little bit more negative because that part didn't, you know, did, didn't necessarily work for us when most of the play did. Like, I didn't really, res- yeah. I, I never resented the game, really, except for like, you know, when it did a fuck you at the end of a long encounter and made me do it again. You know, those moments were relatively rare. But I think that, you know, a lot of the game was kind of tripping over itself or, you know, it was putting emphasis or drawing focus onto things that were counter to what I really enjoyed about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it's, uh, you know, the, the like, you know, just repeating your point in a different way, like 100 percent, the fact that we tend to talk about narratives on this show make us sound more negative than the experience because the narrative was the weakest part of this to me. Mm-hmm. The other thing that is uh, relates to that is uh you know, we're, we are psychologically conditioned to be more affected by endings yeah. than like the content of something, right? Last it's impressions. Like why, yeah. Yeah. Last impressions are really important. It's the reason why, um, you know, breakups, it's like, oh man, that whole relationship was a failure. Mm-hmm. Even if you know that like large portions were fine. The fact that this literally just ends with a to be continued, we're not going to answer any of your questions. Maybe it's all metaphorical nonsense. Yeah. Left a really rotten taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, I was not like, Ooh, like, I wonder, I can't wait to see what comes out next. Mm -hmm. I was really frustrated about the (laughs) lack of conclusion and being kind of strung along. It, uh, it, it really, it really could have, um, I think of avoided a lot of that, a lot of that clunk, you know, a a Mm -hmm. lot of that sour note, if they didn't say to be continued at the end of it, if they just left a bunch of stuff ambiguous, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like the, there, there's I mean, obvious, of, obvious yeah. like sequel bait stuff there, but like, I don't know. I'm pretty fine with stuff having an ambiguous ending. I can, I, I can leave it, uh, you know, let it not letting those details be tantalizing to me. And instead, you know, ending it with basically like a, you know, be sure to drink your Ovaltine, you know, pre-ordered yeah. your copy of Katana two now. Um, yeah. <laughs> In in ending with the uh, you know the squad, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I like the I don't know if this is what they're going to do with the the sequel, but the idea of like it being a prequel with like the three cool time travel people, like I can imagine them doing it that way. You know, mm-hmm. maybe like a character select where they all have different, slightly different time travel yeah, powers, yeah. like when you're in the flashback. And I just like I don't know, it I I don't know. It fills me with ennui. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just fills me with absolute ennui. I'm so tired. <laughs> I I, res- I respect this guy a whole lot, and I think the core gameplay he's made mm-hmm. is very uh, fun. I think the things that he thinks are cool, I think, are the opposite of cool. Yeah. Uh, in a general sense, and he explored some cool ideas in the exact opposite way of how I wanted them explored. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. You know, don't don't regret it. Happy to have played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy to have it in the rear view. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you, Cassie. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if you have anything to say about Katana Zero, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm -hmm. Um, also, if you have things to say about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Singularity, or Darkest Dungeon, uh, if you have things to say about multiple games, please separate them out. Yeah. If you have thoughts about October's games, which are Echo, uh, which is, uh, uh, not the Dolphin game. Uh, it's like Mm -hmm. a sci-fi horror game. With the H. Yes. Uh, with Echo, with the H, please. Um, and not have, Mark Echo getting up. Yes, that would be a weird one for us to decide to cover. Um, <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> Umberto Echo's getting up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I feel like I've made that joke before. Um, you, you and many. Okay. Uh, yeah. You and everyone on the One Up show when that <laughs> okay. game was announced. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 or Silent Hill. Uh, we're talking about Silent Hill 1 mm-hmm. or Resident Evil 8 mm-hmm. slash Village, whichever you prefer. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, all of that, uh, all those responses can, uh, come in by October the 15th as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, got a killer lineup for November. We'll announce that in the dispatch at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear, uh, the episode on darkest dungeon or resident evil eight, those are premium episodes. Those are for patrons. If you support us at $5 a month at patreon.com slash Doug TV, mm-hmm. you get those and all the back premium episodes. Yep. Uh, we think there's really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that'll, that'll be real fun. Uh, listen to me be intolerable. What darkest dungeon, um, <laughs> it'll be fun. I promise. Uh, the, uh, so we'd appreciate your support. The other thing you can do is leave us ratings, reviews on Apple podcast or podcast addict or wherever you see podcast reviews. Yeah. Um, and tell your friends. Yeah, please do. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. And until next time, watch out for time drugs. <laughs> <laughs>